If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen. Oddeskew is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Hi, I'm Shannon. I'm Jamie. We're Married with Television, MarriedWithTV.com. We are a couple of Hollywood normies on the outskirts of the film and TV industry, and we talk about our favorite TV shows, music, and movies, and sometimes they talk back to us. Sometimes they do. Our podcast is Married with Television, one word, on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Possibly Amazon soon. And we are a proud member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Married with TV! MarriedWithTV.com! Potterskew Podcast. I am CJ. With me, as always, is my hetero light mate Rico. What's up, man? What's up, motherfucker? Dude, you sounding crystal clear. By the way, I meant to tell you this pre-show, but I'll fucking do it on the recording. I don't care. Uh, Richie heard you. Uh, the recording you did when you uh since you got the new mic. It wasn't uh turtles. It was something else we did, and he's like. Dude, Rico sounds crystal fucking clear. Like he he said, you sound real good with the new mic. So, well, maybe our ratings will improve now. Now that I maybe. sound a little bit better, maybe. yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, you doing all right? Uh yeah, I'm I'm a little tired. Uh, we had a we had a pretty hectic week, and that was like we were already hectic with the infamous fucking couch that I've been dealing with here. Yeah, yeah. Um. Steph's mother and niece uh, stayed with us for, a, you know, a bit of a good chunk of the week. Uh, it was really good to, you know, have them here and, you know, have, you know, invite our home to someone to sure. spend, you know, some time with us. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I definitely like asked Steph's mom for a mommy hug. Like I was like really needing one. <laughs> and she, she was so like. I was like, Diana. She's like, yes. I'm like, can I have a mom hug, please? And she's like, absolutely. Aww. Like, and uh, we had a you know a three year old running around our house, and that was an adjustment. Um, Did prove it was fun. More more proof you guys don't want kids. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, it was fine. Like, you know, I'm sure. good with kids and Steph's infinitely patient and yeah and you know when there were tantrums they were pretty bad tantrums but for the most part everything was cool calm and collected but i have to like say we went to children's fairyland yesterday and for our listeners who don't know what that is i don't know what that is i don't i haven't i didn't tell you about fairyland okay so fairyland is actually kind of 
perfect to discuss what Fairyland is since we're going to kind of go to another mystical uh, world somewhere <laughs> in this story. Yeah. Ch- Oakland Children's Fairyland is a theme park, obviously, in Oakland. It's sort of a staple of Oakland. And Walt Disney, when he was getting inspiration and bubbling ideas for Disneyland, went to this theme park and was like, straight up taking notes and like inspiration and blah 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 so it's a fantasy oriented sort of fairy tale book theme park it's not gaudy and and a lot of rides like there's a carousel and you know uh there's a there's a train like a little like a little miniature train that goes around the tracks goes around the park now it doesn't go around the park it goes around a section of the park right that's it right right but all of the structures and buildings look like illustrations from like an Aesop tales type of uh, book. Um, and the, and the cool thing is, is that it's been around for, you know, since 1950, very little has changed except they've like occasionally, okay, you know, this, this, this paint is peeling, let's add a new section, but they don't copy Disney in the same sense that Disney copied them. Sure. But because it's fairy tales, they have to kind of go a different route than, oh, for having, you know, uh, Rapunzel, it can't look like the Tangled version. It's got to kind of right, look. Right, right. So they'll kind of revamp the designs here and there over the years. But every single ride uh, section, blah, 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 has a book voice box. So it's it's a it's a it's a thing that you they all have these things where it's a plastic key, it's the Fairyland keys, and you stick it in the box and you turn the key, and then like it, out of the speaker gives you the story of what you're looking at. So if you go okay. to Pinocchio, if you right. go to Geppetto's shop, right, stick the key in, and it's you know explains the whole thing of Pinocchio. I when I was like nine, ten, eleven years old, or whatever I was quote unquote worked there so i was known as a fairyland personality which was for like a year straight every weekend i would be at fairyland and i would dress up in the same costume and we would do the play twice a day on the weekends so that was like the like one of the first things of me quote unquote acting was me in like an arabian nights outfit and and doing the same damn play. So, so this this place has nothing, no problem with child labor laws. Then really is what it boils down to. I don't. I I, I think ultimately it was essentially like an after school program. I think my parents did pay for me to go there. Like I say, I worked there because like they still had me. Like they had uh, some of the kids in in uh, costume like greet people. Sure. So we we were essentially like the people in the mascot outfits at Disneyland. Without getting paid, essentially, that, right, right, to be there. But I hadn't been able to go to Fairyland for a very long time because, unlike Disney, you can't go into Fairyland without a kid. Oh, and a kid can't go into Fairyland without an adult. They're very like, <laughs> ain't no pedophiles walking in here. Like, <laughs> if they do, they have to have the kid with them. Which you yeah. know, and no. <laughs> And no kids are going to sneak in. Right, right. Know? So they're very, very respectful. And it, look, it's it's like Disneyland, but it's less gaudy. It's less pricey. Like, it's very affordable. Um, 
And it's it's a nice Oakland staple. So because I don't have kids and when you're 18, you don't you're no longer considered a kid. I wasn't able to go there for a very long time. You got uh, you got to kidnap your nephews and be like, we're going to Fairyland. Dude, I've been trying to do that since they were conceived. <laughs> They're still in the womb. Bring him, bring him. It's okay. I was like, doesn't this count? Like he's early. He's you know. Rico showing uh, up with his Rico showing up with his sister in law on an ultrasound, going, "There's a kid. It's here. It's just not yeah. out yet." <laughs> yeah, like look, the kid may not know what's going on, but I want to have fun here. God damn it! <laughs> so, and I, I, and you know, not to throw my my brother and my sister in law under the bus, but I was like, please, before you go to Fairyland, that like let me go with you. <laughs> and they fucking went without me, and I was so oh, like, "How could you? How could you do this to me? Like, boo, boo, we boo, didn't boo. do this to you, yeah? Boo, 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 boo. How could you do this to me? It's fucking your justice, boo, boo. Uh, that's so, funny though. So we like didn't have anything to do, and I was like, you know "What we should do? We should we have a fucking three year old? Let's go to Fairyland tomorrow." Best goddamn decision I've ever made in my fucking life. <laughs> no, it was third best decision you ever made in your goddamn life. Learning how to cook? No. Stephanie, Potescue, Fairy Bland. Did you just call it Fairy Bland? I was going to say, no, because, all right, because I was, I almost fucked, because there's one out here very similar called Storybook Land, and I'm, mm. I, I haven't been there, and I don't know if I've, I've ever been, but it's, it's, it sounds very much like what you're describing Fairyland is, don't, so. Don't, don't disrespect fucking Fairyland by calling it Fairy Bland, all right, motherfucker? No, I, I almost fucking blended the two the two lands together is what happened so but um, look ella the 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 niece was having the time of her life she good. was running around she she was running around so much that like i was chasing after her. and it was sort of astounding the little things that she was just super into sure they have they have a a, a a fake grassy hill like just in the middle of the park they seriously put like the grassy knoll in the middle of this shit. Sort of, yeah. Like, I mean, it's just not. Is, there, is Lee Harvey Oswald up in a tower somewhere? Like, what? no, that's Rapunzel <laughs> <laughs> with a sniper uh, rifle. Uh, yeah, um, but it's it's literally like a they built a hill with like fake grass. Sure, and sure. it's Jack and Jill went down a hill. It's uh, that yeah, thing. Right, right. So there's a bunch of kids just climbing this fucking hill and then falling and then rolling down the hill. There's rides and like shit and colorful elves and blah 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 everywhere. She's like just climbing up the hill and falling down. I'm like, fuck, we could have done this next to the goddamn house. Right? We live next to a park. You wanna fall down a hill? Here, hold still. I'll throw you down the hill. Like well, worst case scenario, just take it to Penalt and go down Maxwell's backyard, didn't isn't that some crazy <laughs> ass hell or something? <laughs> like that's right. Just like here, we're gonna we're gonna weed whack you. You're gonna fall down the hill. Before. Yeah, I mean, you did that shit, so why not her? Yeah. Uh, she there's a there was a big wooden I shit you not pirate ship. Okay, that was like my, that was my, one of my favorite things when I was a kid. Sure. Uh, it's in a giant sandbox, so it's it's the sand is obviously the the ocean. Right, right. But it's a big fucking wooden pirate ship. Like it, you walk around on a thing, dude. I, I immediately have you been to Vegas? Have you ever been to Vegas? Not officially, I no. I, I immediately want to take it to Treasure Island now because there's a big ass fucking pirate ship right outside that casino. That's fine with me. When I when I was little and I was doing the Fairyland thing, on Halloween they have a program where it's um like 
you dress up as a designated costume. So there was like pirates, there was like witches, there was fucking fairies or whatever. Obviously, pirates. So I dressed up in a pirate outfit, and we were chaperoned by this dude who was... I don't know if he worked at Fairyland or if he just was like freelanced. Like he just happened. He just to be showed a up and he's like, "Hey, little kids, follow me." It, he kind of. <laughs> this dude oh was the scariest motherfucker for like a bunch of ten-year-olds because he he not only was like in character and dressed as a fucking pirate, he had an iron hook. I again, don't know. Again, if he, I'm like, not sure that he it. was working with the. <laughs> It wasn't like he wasn't like he was sharpening it like the intro to fucking hook or anything. Uh-huh. It was like, but like we're all kids. We're all you know. We're in fucking. We're in a goddamn fairy tale theme park. We're all having fun, and he lost his temper, slammed the fucking hook on like a piece of the ship, and like yelled at us, like scared the fuck out of us to the point where like me and a bunch of other kids like went to like the director of of like our 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 counselor sure, or whatever. Sure. And She's like, did you have fun with, you know, fucking Captain Douchebag? And we're just like, no, he scared the hell out of us, dude. <laughs> douchebag. Oh, my if God, we, dude. Like, if, we didn't, Captain... if we didn't already have a title for this episode, I would totally call this The Adventures of Captain Douchebag. <laughs> well, speaking of which, we're going from one fantasy land to another. So what are we here for today, Siege? Uh, we're actually here to do a... We have another report from our wonderful, as she calls herself, Kunti Koala Spondin, Jay, with another return to Oz. Um, uh, I don't know about your parts. Mine are no no short in length. Like, there is... There's some... She... she I mean, we always know Jay to be long-winded, and we love her for it, but... Damn. I mean, I don't have the capabilities of counting the pages because I don't have that program, but I'm at least guessing I could theoretically read this as a Harry Potter book. M- mine's 19 pages. Well, if, for both chapters? For both chapters, yeah. I'm going to assume mine are roughly around the same. So we got a 40-page, you know, uh, novelette here. Novelette. <laughs> what a novel idea, good sir. I th- <laughs> So, um, yeah, uh, I, we're, I guess we, I guess we should just get into this. What do you think? I think we should slip into some fantasy land of the wonderful land of Oz. I almost feel like this should become a Rigo's Reads. We should just do this on Rigo's Reads one one time when you're when you're done the Harry Potter series or something. Mm, yeah, when I have not nothing else to fucking divulge into. Yeah. Well, see, I the things I want you to read, you wouldn't read on there because I don't think people. I don't think it goes against the premise of Rigo's reads, but like, right? I I I want you to read like the the Born series, like that's what <laughs> that'd be interesting. But like, I, I find it interesting that we I'm going from J.K. Rowling to just J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, didn't we try to give? Wait, didn't we give her a J.K. Rowling style name a while back? Like it was like J.J.K. Or some. I remember we gave her something. Or I think J.K. We just I think it was J.K.K. Rowling for, like, the Cunty Correspondent. Something like that. Yeah, it, we, it didn't stick, but we definitely said no. it. So, um... No, no, it, would be, it should be called J.K. Rooting. <laughs> she needs a root. Um, but that's another conversation altogether. Um, so, I, I have, uh, for, for the audience and for disclosure there, I have parts one and three, 
and Rico has parts two and four. So we'll be flipping back and forth here as we as we go along. Um, so I guess I'll just dive right into this. Or it's all you, buddy. Go all for right. it. So part one, Return to Oz, the bumpy arse roller coaster called Life. Okay, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Uh, good day and greetings from down under, one and all. Podeskew's number one fan, mate, and cunty correspondent from Oz, Jay, here to regale you once more with tales from down south. Much to our disappointment, autumn has drifted into the early throes of winter, and the temps are dropping daily. Luckily for us in suburban Sydney, we're spared all of that evil white shit falling from the sky, just as we are of those dreaded deadly snakes. Well, mostly. Although Cassie and Becca do often wake up and find a light white dusting of snow over everything they trek out when they trek out pre-dawn to feed the menagerie of animals on the eco-friendly farm located in the southern highlands a few hours drive from Sydney. Did you say Kathy or Cassie? Cassie. Oh, I heard Kathy. That's my bad. No, no, I said I said Cassie. Um if it came out wrong, my bad, Cassie, because I know you're dealing with the leg injury, so get well soon, right. by the way. Um, they encounter and live with every deadly snake and spider that we're both feared and famous for here in Oz. That happens to slither or crawl out from from the bushland that surrounds their property. See, yeah, I, I, I like Cassie and Becca from what I've heard of them, but no, I'm never visiting them. We might go visit Jay someday, but I'm never going to visit Cassie and Becca I love how Jay, like, is always defending us. Like, we don't have all the crazy, you know, like, like I'm always making a bitch fit about, like, you yeah. guys have, like, the craziest, horrifying, horrific fucking Martian animals that, like, have no antidotes. And she's like, no, it's not that bad. And then she's like, oh, yeah, you know, but over at my friend's house, it's really that bad. Well, yeah. I, guess, well, I mean, I guess her point is that where she's at, it's not that bad. I think that's the defense she keeps giving you. Right, so a fucking snake and a spider can't fucking just travel, what, 20 miles? No, it's like an hour and a half. She just said it's an hour, a few hours drive, so it's a few hours away, so it's more than 20 miles. All right, so it's 100 miles or so, but, like, it can't fucking migrate to a goddamn suburban, like, dwelling in Sydney? Dude, we had a gardener snake in our parking lot, like, a month, like six months ago, so. Dude, I'm sure there's, like, a bunch of black widows like under my house like okay i'm never coming to your house now <laughs> dude there's i guarantee there's black widows in your under your house shut up anyway uh <laughs> <laughs> what do you where do you think black widows are they're all over the world no i know that i'm fucking around um I, yeah i don't know man uh, I, I, I remember reading part of this when I was getting ready for today and I was like, yep, Rico's going to have a bitch fit when he, when he hears this, not a bitch fit, but yeah, you know. Well, if I don't have a bitch fit, is it truly Potoskew? Probably not. No. Yeah. It's, yeah. All it's right. Not. As you were. So to be safe and cozy, let's all find ourselves a snuggle buddy, huddle up beneath our sleeping bag together, shoot some crowny shots and spark up those bongs by the campfire. While we'll boil up Billy cans whilst toasting some Bushman's damper and marshmallows on sticks to sate those pesky midnight munchies, and let's spin some yarns by fire by the fireside together. Jesus Christ, that was a tongue twister. Yeah, you did good. Though. Thank you. And as always, folks, brace yourself. This roller coaster ride called life is never smooth, so strap yourselves in because it's going to get bumpy along the way. Before we mull up and fire up and drink up, though, let's handle some housekeeping first, shall we? 
I'd like to take a moment to thank a silent yet significant member of our Potaskew family, Debbie. Firstly, thank you for your thoughtful birthday wishes for me recently. Also, and on behalf of us all, thank you for sharing CJ with us. His time is now scarce thanks to his all his plate spinning, yet you offer never-ending support, strength, encouragement, and love to our superhero. And while we are all very grateful for it, I have referred to you and Steffi many times as Podeskew's pit crew in the past. And now with the birthing of Odd Pods Media, Time Together must be non-existent. So I just wanted to reach out and say thank you. We're all truly grateful for all the sacrifices you've made. You are what we refer to down south as the silent queen, but your presence and importance is just as valuable and appreciated as our queen Steffi's is, and I and always will be. Also, I'd like to congratulate Rico for his new adventure and whimsy chasing show, Chase Rico's Reads. You, sir, accomplished something unprecedented amongst these parts. You managed to put an entire room that were here for a party to sleep. An impressive <laughs> gift in talent, especially considering no one had even touched their first and freshly, freshly prepared cocktails, and it was midday down here. Your soulful baritone bellows soothed the savages to slumber, and we were wondering if it's at all possible for you to compile a sleeping aid Rico's Reed's companion pod for all those nights we find it difficult drifting off to the land of Nod. Yes, they're all on good vocal. Just like just watch them in that order yeah, and you'll be yeah. fine. Though I do jest, please accept my sincerest apologies to you, sir. But there's only so many times in a, in one lifetime I can apologize for us all, your po- your Potaskew degenerates down south. Upon first learning of this, new- go, go ahead. I, apology not needed. Like that's you know, what I, I was thinking. But that's dang. the whole point. Like you know, if you guys happen to fall asleep, that's fine. Like not for nothing, I kind of expected you guys to fall asleep, but usually with alcohol, so it, it's kind of fine. Like <laughs> right, right. Um. All right. Upon first learning of this new adventure you were taking us on each week, I admit I was concerned. Flashbacks of childhood trauma spent with my mother during the primary year, school years of three to five. Her forcing me to stay awake because she was scared to be alone whilst my grandmother was working late night shopping hours until midnight. All the whilst re- reading boring ass books, screaming at me and startling me awake each time I dare to fall asleep. What Since, what's that? What a cunt. Yeah, yeah, and not in that good way. Nope. <laughs> Um, since then, I have a real problem with people reading to me in any capacity, especially about that whiny little shit, Haza's Potts, our pet name for him down here. Yet each episode, we find ourselves lost inside the hallowed halls of Hogwarts, enchanted by all the different characters coming to life. And as you, all, as you well know, I'm highly aroused by your Alan Rickman and Dumbledore interpretations. Oh, thank you very much. So basically, you have the, like the 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 waters gushing down there on Saturday on Thursdays. It seems like. Well, if they don't have a fucking drought, like you know, like, <laughs> like right. Um, Jay Jay would just like you know unleash the kraken and then like fuel. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please allow me to confirm: as someone surrounded by it her entire life, your palmy accent is f- floorless, sir. I don't know why it says floorless. I think it's meant to be flawless, but by it, what accent? Pommy accent, I don't know what that is. Um, Along with my daily injection of podcasts from the Odd Pod Stallion Stables, my girls and I have become obsessed with a podcast titled In Bed with Nikki. 
She reads sex stories sent in by her listeners, and it's amazing. Hearing her fans' fantasies and feisty fetishes had us all curious that perhaps you could create for us an R-rated version of your reading sessions. How much more R-rated does your thing need to get? I mean, seriously, do I? I mean, if you want to like find Harry Potter fan fiction, where did, it's just, did she you know, mean like maybe X-rated? Because X-rated would be an an, uh, an uptick from what you already do, but R-rated yeah, is what I'm, you already do. Yeah, I mean, I, I I have more than one F-bomb, so it's definitely R-rated. I mean, but, if, did, does she want like? You know, does she want uh, Hermione, like, fucking bent over the, the magic mirror? I mean, like, I don't know what she's looking for here. No, knowing Jay, she probably wants it like Draco and Harry. Like, just fucking be like, you know, I, you know, come on, Harry. Stick it in me bumhole. <laughs> <laughs> Find my birdie balls every flavor. Oh, that's so funny. Um... No, it would probably be like Snape and fucking Harry. That's probably what she wants, like... Suck on my balls, Harry. <laughs> Why didn't you do your homework? You must now be punished. You uh, must now bend over. Who do you do as Dumbledore again? Is that Irons? No, that's Alec Guinness. That's Guinness. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Harry, you, you. <laughs> <laughs> These are the balls you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> no, if he had, would be like, you're a jizzard, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you uh, fucking? Um, <laughs> if Haggard was a hooker, he'd be like, yeah. what are you buying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a pimp. If he was a pimp, what do you... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Look at my Harry Potter. Look at my Harry Twatter. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, my God. We degenerates down south would be there with bells on and completely riveted. I was delighted to hear that Jess from the Body Count podcast and her daughter are just as captivated by Uncle Rico's varying vocal character inflections and your pe- and your peppered in adult content. Not to mention those obligatory motherfuckers of yours, motherfucker. But I do feel need to apologize to you guys for being a little cheeky and naughty of late. Mm. My trivia questions. <laughs> okay okay I, I, I feel like i feel like jay needs to call her own thing the oz pods media network Let's yeah put it that way <laughs> right um okay i know i have an extremely skewed movie palette and niche but i tried explaining this fact to you both way back when we all first met my genre is 80s and 90s you guys said bring your questions so we did. We all sat around and deep dived my DVD cabinet, and I promise you those movies I quizzed you both on absolutely all exist, and 95% of them I own on DVD and are classics here at home. And as Rico highlighted, there's a world of cinema that exists that isn't just American-based. Don't get me wrong. We love American cinema, and we all grew up with the likes of Sesame Street on our TV screens. That and being told off at kindly, should we dare say, Z instead of Z, all because we were learning our ABCs from Mister from Big Bird and Mr. Snuffleupagus. But down here at home, we also had shows like Fat Cat, Mr. Squiggle, and Humphrey B. Bear. And I swear to you both, if you say those, those names to a local, every single person would know who they are even today. There is a plethora of Australian cinema you, mu- you all must watch. 
I was delighted to hear CJ shared our love of the 1988 hit Young Einstein and its hilarious star Yahoo Sirius. The moment he blows himself up inside his outsword Thunderbox Dunny is one of the funniest scenes ever, and it's such a shame you guys have missed so many other local classics, such as Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Dating the Enemy, Kazi, The Big Steel, The Castle, Shine, and of course, Crocodile Dundee, which I know not- Shine. I know Shine. And I know the Crocodile Dundees. For well, sure. yeah, the Crocodile yeah. Dundees, but I know Shine. Like, I, okay. I acknowledge Jeffrey Rush is from Australia. <clears throat> but Muriel's Does that mean, we- like, if you watch Pirates of the Caribbean, is it technically an Australian film? I don't know. Is it, if you watch The Matrix, is it technically an Australian film? I think it's so fucking out of left field that probably does qualify <laughs> as an Australian film. <laughs> um. But Muriel's Wedding is definitely at the top of that list for both Rico and I shared a love of Tony Collette, thanks to this movie and, of course, Terra. Yeah, United States of Terra, the show I keep complaining about. Ah, okay. I didn't Complaining know about it in the sense that they canceled it way too fucking early. Okay. It's a great fucking show. There you go. Should you both ever decide to make your number one Aussies fan life complete, then I would be delighted if you could do an Oz film deep dive episode for Potoskew at some stage down the road. If, First off, we yeah. can't make your life complete because then you'll just be like, all right, I'm good. I'm not going to listen anymore. Right? We need <laughs> you to keep coming back. We need and quite you to honestly, I thought making her life complete was us getting on a plane and flying like 27 some odd hours or whatever. You know, you, you keep putting all this pressure on us, Jay. Like, oh, my life will be complete. It's like first you want us to do fucking pump up the volume. Now Muriel's wedding. Then visit you. Your life's never going to be complete. You know this, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be the next letter to be like, my life will be complete if I could just have you both in an analogy. Like, well, what the fuck? Yeah, I got to draw the line there, I think. That's 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 my line of demarcation. You you, you don't know how to live, CJ. <laughs> so I'm told. <laughs> um, <laughs> if so, then count your correspondent and is your local tour guide. I shall hold your hands whilst you trek your way through our cinematic neck of the woods. I can also provide you with some local lingo translations, and you'll both be true blue Aussies and devouring meat pies and veggie sangas in no time. No, we won't. <laughs> meat pies, maybe. I mean, I got nothing against a good meat pie. That's I don't pussy, even know. Right? What, what's in a meat pie? Do we know exactly what's in a meat pie? Meat? Well, I mean, no probably, shit, I mean, but like... <laughs> I mean, I mean... Do you know what's in I haggis? Mean, haggis is meat. It doesn't mean I think I want to eat it. Look, I'm sorry. Haggis automatically loses just based on the name. Okay. Like, I, I could be into it. It's, it's like blood sausage. I'm sure it's delicious, but it's blood sausage. Yeah. But a fucking meat pie is just, you know, meat in a fucking pie. All You're right. eating hot dogs. You don't know what the fuck are in those. That's true. That's true. That's I can't argue with that. Um, So this time I've decided to share with CJ my pussy cat's portion, that is. <laughs> yes, it was paused that way on purpose. As opposed to just straddling Rico on double pussy duty, as I have in my reports of late. So here's your Potescue pussy pack poke and peek into the present precocious perils. Whew, okay. She's, 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 she's challenging she's me fuck, on this. She's fucking V from V for Vendetta, just like right? speaking in everything V but like P. Yeah, okay. P for Potescue. <laughs> Even though Tilly Tail Gobbler and Lily Rose now reside with her new forever families, they are no strangers to my yard by any means. Each morning when the family put them outside whilst they work and the kids attend school and to prevent the terrible terrible from getting into mischief and tearing up the tearing the house apart, 
The clever cherubs quickly figured out the layout of the neighborhood and navigated their way back home to their pussy pack family. I was <laughs> I was stunned one Arvo to look out into my yard only to see them all curled up in a ball together in the grass, just as they had done since they were born. The cheeky little piggies even stick around and partake of the buffet here, then make their way home afterwards to enjoy a second helping of num-nums, but Steffi, Rico, and Smokey don't seem to mind. My wallet sure does, though. I can't help you on that one, Jay. I'm sorry. Yeah. And now an update on Steffi's newest arrivals, the T-Trio. Tawny, Toffee, and Taffy. The reason I chose all T's for their names this time around was that they wandered out of their tiny hiding holes on a Tuesday. You're absolutely correct, sirs. Drunk Aussies naming anything is never a good idea. <laughs> and God forbid, should there be any more unexpected little arrivals, I'm leaving it up to you all to name them this time. Okay. <laughs> it looked like you were going to say something. I was letting you have it. I was just thinking of the of the fact that like Jay's favorite word is cunt, and then they were found on Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I updated Smokey's registration papers I submitted to the local council. He is officially named Hans Smokey Gruber, as you suggested. He seems to dig it from what I can tell, as do I. Now brace yourselves and get those tissues handy, folks. I woke one morning to give them the brekkie and I, when I noticed Steffi pushing Tawny away as she approached her to suckle and snuggle. Several times she'd just turn away, refusing to allow her to latch on. Knowing this meant trouble, I rang the vet immediately. She dropped by some special kitten formula and told me that she would need to be fed every four hours with a syringe, essentially replicating mum. Steffi seemed to be still feeding her other two cherubs, but continued to walk away and deny Tawny. The vet said mum's cats can sense illness where veterinary medicine can't, so she took some samples, but she thought it might have been a neurological birth defect. I then spent the next five days straight, only sleeping through the night shifts, as I mothered and fed this beautiful tiny fairy ball vulnerable, uh, vulnerable every four hours. On the fifth morning, I got up, and for the first time, Steffi embraced her tiny, wobbly baby, allowing her to feed and even groomed her. They cuddled together in the morning sunshine on my patio, and her two other litter mates came to cuddle up nearby. But just an hour or so later, an almighty howl rang out, far different than I'd ever heard any of them make. I rushed out, and Steffi was just sitting, staring at me from the end of my patio, wide-eyed and terrified. The rest of the pussy pack all lined up and standing on each of, the st- each of my stairs. But there, right where she'd been sunning herself in her mama's loving embrace was Tawny. She was gone. The others seemed to all gather around Steffi, licking and grooming her lovingly as I gathered Tawny and took her up to the vet. The entire family remaining on the stairs with Steffi almost like a guard of honor that had formed for her as I descended. Smokey and Rico at the top step, one on each side, Tilly and Lily on the second, and the youngest on the third. As I walked out my gate, Steffi followed solemnly. Anybody who says these creatures don't think and feel such things as grief the same way we do, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be saying that after you seeing what I saw that morning. Now, whether it was heartbreak and grief or what, we'll never know. But just days later, I noticed Steffi beginning to now reject Toffee in the same way she had, she had Tawny. I immediately rang my newest mate, their vet, and she immediately ran the same test on Toffee. Nothing abnormal, and so my four-hour feedings and sleep deprivation recommenced. Within days, Steffi began to then reject her third baby, Taffy, 
Luckily for her, she's a little fighter and has Smokey's ferocious appetite. She was already partaking of solids and not so reliant on mum's milk, so she fared much better and began to thrive regardless, whereas Toffee wasn't. Even with the expensive daily pop-ins by my vet and our four-hour feedings, cuddles, and so much love, it wasn't to be. And I woke one morning and went for his feeding, but he too was gone. Again, all whilst be surrounded by his fuzzy fam, Steffi close by and observing, giving me that same lost and confused look she had been when both Tawny and CJ Millie left us. You know, Rico, I'm not trying to be rude here, but if I recall, these three are kind of the the product of incest, aren't they? Like, one of her male I, kids, like, knocked her up or something, if I recall? I don't, I, I don't remember. It, that, that does sound familiar. As far as I'm concerned, it sounds like they're a product of Bruce Willis being a dick. It could be that. I mean, it's one of those two, but if it is definitely the incest, that would explain the little bit of neuro- potential neurological issues. I'm not trying to be shitty. I'm just saying that might explain, no. you know. Um. Anyway, let me, let me interrupt for one second. There's, yeah. Uh, when something similar to what you're talking about, when when we bred my dad's dog Vita, who passed away what last year, um, so like 18 months or something. Yeah. So, what whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we conceived her litter of puppies, there was there was a day in between. So she was mounted by the stud, and then the following day. The owner brought his his dog, uh, Buddy, and they fucked again. So they fucked twice mm. over the span of two days. Mm. We and then when Vita gave birth to her litter, she delivered six puppies, and then two more the following day. The two that followed were stillborn. Mm. So I think there is some weirdness where I I don't know I'm not a yeah. fucking vet yeah but I yeah. my I'm willing to the based at how it happened there was two separate con, uh, conceptions but because the first litter was soaking up all the uh, nutrition and and embryos and blah 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 and blah 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 the other two that were conceived less than 24 hours later got nothing they were fully developed. But they were stillborn. Right, right. But, I mean, and it was a shock because when the first litter happened, you know, da- you know, we're we're kind of keeping an eye on this new litter of puppies. Plus, they're fucking cute. Sure. So I'm kind of going into Dad's bedroom. We have the light on so we don't step on anything, and whether it's shit or puppy, and I'm like doing my usual count: one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, go back to the bed. Go check him on an hour. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, well, one, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven. What the fuck? And then I found the eighth one, just like there. I'm like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> Where'd you come from? Like, and it was like four in the morning. I'm like, Dad. And he's like, what? I'm like, the fucking what the, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm seeing. I, I need new glasses, or I'm seeing double. And sure enough, like. Two of them were still were still born, and right. I I had to take them, and because Vita was like, "What's wrong? What happened? What's going on with them?" And she was just so exhausted; she was just like, "I can't even be fucking near these goddamn kids." Right. But are they okay? So that was. I'm just saying, like, we're talking about like weird conception and neurological yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I know of a possibility that a dog can be conceived. A dog can conceive twice. So yeah, I that. didn't. 
I didn't think that was possible, but hey, I don't, I'm, I don't know if that's what happened, but that's all it, I could think it of. Logically, makes sense just based on the math. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, for any vet who happens to listen to this, you're going to fucking ring us up and be like, you guys are fucking idiots. Okay. First off, ring us up and tell us we're idiots. And second of all, I'm sorry you're wasting your education on this show. Um, because you're I'm way, you're way overqualified to be listening to this show. I'm not. I'm, all right, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not apologizing. I'm glad it's a, you're listening. It's a joke. All right. And hold on. Hold on. Yeah. For anyone who is listening to us, please let us know. Don't have us just find out through a random conversation on Facebook or Twitter. Let <laughs> us know. Reach out to us. Write us messages on Facebook or Twitter. Or ha- or write us an email at podeskew at gmail.com. Okay. Public service announcement done. Thank you. All right. Let's go back to this fucking happy story. <laughs> Actually, this is where it turns back around positive. So. Oh, good, man. I'm, 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 all right. Let's go. <clears throat> Luckily, our brave little taffy grows stronger every single day and has been lovingly embraced by the entire Pussy Pack family. Lily teaches her how to climb branches and chase bugs in the grass, and Smokey now has a new patrol buddy as they keep an eye over our pussy Gotham City. Tilly wrestles playfully with her, and Rico escorts her to where all the best napping hidey holes are. She's adopted the habit of waiting for them all to curl up for a nap, and then climbs up and on top, using them for cozy and comfy bedding. But she's absolutely gorgeous and looks a lot like Lily Rose. Cassie and Becca have actually asked if they can adopt her and keep to keep away the bush mice. Seeing her fight for survival against the odds endeared her to them, and they've become completely smitten with her. That's if we can tear her away from the others, and in particular Steffi. She's become fiercely protective of her last remaining cherub of late. And thanks to some clever tricks with treats, Steffi's hornbag days are now finally done, and so her pussy pack product, and so is her, so is her. Pussy back production line. The vet and I clear, cleverly managed to wrangle her, and she's now desexed, vaccinated, and microchipped. It was an ordeal I never wished to relive, but at least now there's hopefully be less pussy chasing Tom's dicks and hazes causing kitty chaos among this fair and fuzzy metropolis. So her pussy's been packed up. Ah. <laughs> uh... Now, CJ, would you kindly hand this over to your hunky hetero life mate so we can continue this wickedly worldly walkabout some more? Thanks, Daryl. Hunky? Jesus. Yeah, uh, I don't know who she's talking about. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Rico. You know what you should do? I, I think it would be hard, and I actually don't want you to do it, but it would be funny as fuck cause if you did the whole thing as, as either Alleginis or Snape just to get her, like, all flustered the whole fucking, like, 15 pages or whatever it is. I, I could try. No, I, I, I don't really want to listen to it that way. But well, if, now, now I'm going to do it because you really don't want me to do it. Oh, well, fuck you. You could have just not said anything, buddy. I, yeah, you think I'd learn after three years. But... So I, I'll, I'll give it a portion. That way, Jay's happy, all right? All right, fine. All right. Se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Go! 
Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Part two, some A's for your cues from us to use. <laughs> As you've all heard over the, la- of the past three years. Okay, I've been stop. You- That's, yeah. What? I can't understand you, honestly. It's all, like, mumbled. Or, like, it's like the, the, the monotone is fucking with me. As you all heard over the past three years, I've been sending you my love letters and reports from Oz. You've gotten to witness how erratic and unpredictably harsh Mother Nature can be to us at times. As the famous Australian poet Dorothea McKellar once wrote in her love letter and poem, Our Country, she penned whilst being stuck in freezing cold England and far from her beloved home here in Oz. I love a sunburnt country, a land of sweeping plains, of ragged mountain ranges, of draught and flooding rains. Uh, that's all the recommend I'm going to do. Thank you. You're welcome. Fuck you. <laughs> it's not even that it's a bad impression, but it just, it, like, a lot of it is, I don't know. Anyway. It, it's slow and deliberate. It takes yeah, for, uh, yeah. Rickman loved to, like, he didn't chew the scenery. He fucking sampled the scenery. <laughs> mm, this is very nice. This is such an amazing crumpet you've given me. <laughs> we're, we're obviously never going to get this because, uh, for obvious reasons, but it just occurred to me, can you imagine a dialogue scene between Christopher Walken and Alan Rickman, like, going back and forth? That would have been, like... Well, Chris, how are you today? I'm... Okay. <laughs> like, it would have been, yeah. Oh, anyway, go ahead. These two sides of the extreme weather pendulum has their own set of disastrous consequences. The ever-present drafts leave the earth parched and a constant threat of bushfire disasters, such as the world witnessed last year, where the entire eastern seaboard of Oz was in flames for months and appeared at the time to be unstoppable. This time around, though, it was the flooding rains that put us all on our asses and in a mini lockdown of sorts once more. Cassie and Becca had driven up to Sydney for one of their regular pop-ins and our DJ Xanthus plus porn askew piss-up parties. But this particular weekend, the rain began almost immediately after they arrived and didn't stop for the entire weekend and continuously for the next eight days. And not just rain, but I, I don't know how to pronounce this. Deluge? Deluge? D-E-L-U-G-E? Deluge. deluge. Yeah. What the hell is deluge? A de- no, deluge is how you say it. I know it's got a name, right, but it's deluge? pronounced deluge. It's, 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 um, it's like dropping buckets. Of, it's, it's dropping lots of liquid. Like, it's just, it's just it's like, like, imagine literally pouring a bucket over your head. That'd be like, I a, got yeah. Deluge. This a deluge. <laughs> More rain fell that week than had 60 years. <laughs> and right up and down our eastern seaboard. I'm sorry. No, you're not. No, I'm not. No, you're At not. least it wasn't a Rickman. Deluge. <laughs> oh, shit. Look, we ought to put all the laughter in now because it's going to get crazy later. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, no outdoor BBQs or recovery bacon and egg sangas for brekkie this time round. Just porta skews, get vocals, rock concerts, and never-ending rounds of varying shots, cocktails, and beers were imbibed. But when it came time for Becca to sober up to drive them back home safely, it was announced that all the roads leading in and out of Sydney had been either closed due to floodwaters or due to rising riverways, flooding entire bridges and overpasses away. Sydney had essentially been cut off and surrounded by water, and it was rising fast. Sydney Island. Yeah. Mm. You guys can't catch a fucking break, can you? No. You got animals that kill you and fucking shitty internet and you fucking... Things on fire, then Drop it's flooded. Fucking the the fucking livestock has STDs. Like <laughs> fucking chlamydia. Fucking chlamydia. Even the river at the end of my street, a normally fairly safe, free flowing neck in the bend, was now rising rapidly. To the extent we were sent state emergency service warnings and texts several times an hour and 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 day to prepare to evacuate at any moment, and where to go to collect free sandbags to hold back the indentation as fast as best as we could before fleeing. This created one massive dilemma for me. Six of them, in fact, my potaskew pussy pack. Luckily, Tilly Tail Gobbler and Lily Rose were safe with their family, but I had Rico, Smokey, and at that stage, the three newborns, Tawny, Toffee, and Daffy. Not to mention my OG and top cat, Finny Bear, to a vac also. <clears throat> Finny was a cinch and is always allowed to climb into his carrier, knowing it always contains some hidden treats to coax him in. The newbie kittens. Is that, is so, that, does that work? Is that how you get Dino into a carrier? I'm curious. Like I'm not even making a joke. No, like I'm no. no, absolutely not. Okay. You get the fucking thing ready, you grab the cat, you say, I'm sorry repeatedly, please don't cut my fucking vein open with your claw, <laughs> shove him, you turn the cat into a goddamn origami thing and shove him in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, I would I would yeah. imagine just sitting it straight up and down and then dropping him in, like literally oh. just. Have you ever tried putting a cat in anywhere? No, no. Yeah. I don't, I'm not yeah. a cat person, I'm a dog person. Here's the thing with cats, they have legs and they move those fuckers. <laughs> Yes, I'm aware. It's kind of like putting a sweatshirt on a three-year-old. I've never done that either, so. You don't want to do that. You will get kicked in the balls. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. Nope. All right. Okay. The newbie kitten's still tiny enough to be picked up and placed inside. Rico is a little tougher. <laughs> he's smart enough <laughs> to remember that whenever he's inside, he's off to the dreaded vet. Smokey just follows his ever-present munchies. Of course he does. And is always willing to go anywhere for the promise of spoilies and snacks. But then there was Steffi. <laughs> Steffi, the one whom up until recently had managed to evade capture for both her injections and our desperation to bring her horn bag and ways to a close. Steffi, you slut. <laughs> I, was now, I was now contemplating how to first catch then to contain her for long periods of time in a carrier at JoJo's, or worse still, an evac center. Something unprecedented up till this point. All whilst the rains came down, waters rapidly rising, and the gale force winds howling around us. So, to stave off fear, boredom, and our 
collective waterlogged misery, and with even more cocktails in hand, we began deep diving and catching up the recent pot askews Cassie's and Becca had missed. Your appearance on Super Media Bros and in turn theirs on Pot Askew. Your deep dive on Natalie Portman, our beloved coming to America, and the subsequent disappointment of two, which none of us have had the opportunity to see. And now I've decided not to bother tracking down and watching for fear of ruining the first one for us. You have chosen wisely. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't so, know. I, I, I didn't hate it as much as you did, but yeah, I get it. You and I differ very greatly on like, oh man, this was awesome. You're like, that sucked. And I'm, and I'm like, oh man, this is great. I'm like, that sucked. Yep. Yep. Like for once, I'd like for us to be like, "Did you like this scene in this movie? Yes, I did. Did you hate that scene in this movie? Yes, I did." Turtles. Did we like. This movie? We did that with the turtles movie. All right, there we go. Our yeah. fucking turtles. Yeah. Yeah. Once inebriation had taken its full effect on the group, we decided to replay my last report, Magnum Opussy, and your Oz crew thought we'd all give you some A's to your Q's. So here it goes. Unfortunately, I don't remember our question. I was gonna say, did she tell us the questions? <laughs> I don't remember them we're, either. We're, we're um, yeah, um, hold on. We're gonna find out. Okay. That opening title, "Magnum Opussy," even of itself was brilliant and pure genius. Deliciously unbeknownst to you at the beginning, Rico, and opposed to my previous reports from Oz, usually filled with pussies galore, this particular one had, in fact, zero pussy. Well, besides our pussy pack outside and this pack of pussies trapped inside anyway. Which is As why I think rec- we called it that, because it was a bunch on the cats, if I recall. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was, well, it was all of them. It was pussies, pussies everywhere. I mean, we've already done pussies galore. We can't fucking, yeah. you know. Right. <laughs> As you may recall, my discovery of those sexy sensations you both stir within me was discovered quite some time ago on a tantalizing train trip to work one day. I remember. I remember too. Yeah. She was. She ended up sitting in a fucking puddle. If I remember. Did you cause the flood? I. <laughs> no, you did with your Rico's reads. It's my Rickman, man. It's your Rickman. Yeah. Even before that, you guys were orally, orally arousing me from way back. Now it's merely the additional and titillating bonus of visuals that accompany it. The girls and I have all noticed a considerable drop in the amount of Pornhub and you porn we collectively imbibe. But for me, alone in my bed at 3 a.m., you both get on vocal is my new Pornhub. Oh, dear God. (laughs) You can be rest assured. I don't, nor have I ever rubbed one out whilst watching. Sure, yeah, that's (laughs) some bullshit. That's what I was thinking, too. (sighs) Yeah, look, that that was basically just like Jeffrey Dahmer being like, I swear, I've never eaten or fucked a corpse. (laughs) This is what she uh, adds to it. I just wait till it's over. My ever-reliable pinky condom and peppermint lube on standby to get the job done. It's a fantastic way to unwind, as not unlike you, Rico, I too enjoy my rub and relax time also. So she doesn't do it while she's watching us, but she does it after she's watching us. So essentially, we're just foreplay. Yeah. Yeah, you got nothing to add for that. What what, what am I supposed to add to that? Well, better foreplay than foul play. (laughs) That's Calling for... (laughs) 
That's true. I can't argue with that. That's the Dahmer way. (laughs) Calling for an intervention for my drunken BFFs. I absolutely concur with you both and couldn't agree more, especially for JoJo. And coming up the rear and close behind, Kailata, who's been matching the Joe Joker shot for shot and cocktail for cocktail of late. Phrasing, Jay. Phrasing. She put it in. She put in quote. Coming up the rear. I yeah. I ugh. Okay. She. You think Jay doesn't know what she's writing? Oh, I know she she knows. (laughs) Yes, I'm very aware. She wrote that specifically for you to have a conniption fit. I I don't know about kid. I I don't. I want to call that a conniption. Okay. No, my my thing on what's her face from Ghostbusters. That was a conniption. No, that was a fucking. Rico's rant fucking that was like taken over. <laughs> but for our married hornbags, Cassie and Becca, the only real heavy partying they do these days is when they visit us here in Sydney, back home on their farm. They're up before dawn and watch the sunrise seven days a week, milking cows, feeding chooks along with their ever increasing livestock. They begun making homemade goodies like honey and beeswax candles from their mini beehive, brownies, cakes, and cookies they sell at local feats and market stalls. I would totally take one of those candles. Like, no no joke. I would totally... If, if there was a way to send it out here, I would be all for that. There could probably be a way to send it. Yeah, well, no. Some of that's like the honey probably wouldn't make it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, the honey probably wouldn't survive or wouldn't make it through customs or some shit, but... They are even combined their resources with their neighbor to make goat's cheeses and homemade soaps. Huh. I love goat cheese. I don't like feta, but I like goat I, cheese. I swear to God, if one of them changes their name to Tyler Durden, I'm running. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that would be absolutely terrifying if those was Tyler Durden in Australia of all yeah, places. I'm fucking... That's that's the that's the we don't go. That's the draw the line like we're never going. If Tyler Durden lives down there. Right. It's not anything else that could be there. No, just Tyler. Giving up their high paying yet even higher price stressful corporate gigs and adopting a tree change lifestyle was always their dream ever since high school. But as with most things in life, the reality of it has delivered to them way more than they'd ever bargained for. With constant blackouts, zero internet, and well, what's the fuck? How is? I mean, that's only slightly <laughs> worse than what you guys currently fucking have. Right. It's like you have no cell phone, or you have five minutes. At that point, just chuck the fucking thing. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, and lack of reliable phone line connections with us all in the outside world, combined with all the bullshit Mother Nature has thrown at them of late, on most. It would have taken its toll and knocked them down. But not Cass and Becca. They continue to struggle and battle through it. And we're all so fucking proud of them for it. Yes, we are too. Like, yeah. Like, I'm lucky. I grew up half the time on a farm, but I was able to come back here and, you know, go to Jack in the Box. Civilization. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I actually have a request of Jay for one of the future letters. I, I'm really kind of curious the origin story of her and Cassie and Becca and JoJo. And, like, I want to know how these people, how this, like, came to be, this group. Yeah. Like, I, I, I want an origin story. I want the Return to Oz origins, like, for real. I'm with you, man. Like, yeah. what made Emerald City? You know, right. that, that yeah. like, 
Yeah, I want. Yeah, I want to know I'm, how, because like, like I like like this is going to sound like it's meant as shot at JoJo and and Jane. It's certainly not, but like Cassie and Becca seem so far different from those two. Like, how did this group come together? Do you know what I mean? I'm just curious. I'm not alcohol. Yeah. Well, okay. There had to. There, I mean, it could be that simple. It could be that simple. You know, booze and porn. That's what it is. There you go. No, but seriously, like I'm, I kind of yeah, want an origin story. Yeah, I, I would love to hear like the or, the the prequel. You know, give us the yes, prequel. Of yes, that's that's what it is. It's the prequel. Yeah. All right. And the I swear to God, if you put a Jar Jar Binks in this fucking story, where our friendship's over. That's all there is to it. So. <laughs> Duel the Chase. <laughs> JJ Binks. Oh, no, don't do that to her. <laughs> uh, All right. JoJo Binks. There you go. <laughs> that, that's, I'm okay with that. There you I'm go. Okay with there that. you go. <laughs> Misa JoJo Binks. Misa want to rub one out. <laughs> Woo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't shower for a couple of days. Oh, pee, you suck. All right. <laughs> There's always a bigger fish. <laughs> okay. Even when. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just tired it like all calm. Nope. nope. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> now you know how I felt during the fucking Batman. At least I'm not snarking. Uh, okay. Okay. Even when post-recent flood and their eventual return home to their farm had resulted in water damage to their entire ground floor, front mm. porch, and stairs, as well as the complete washing away of an entire barn they just recently finished building. Oh. That sucks. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. Only now to have to rebuild all over again. Fuck, you guys have our sympathies. That's awful. Yeah, for real. Um... Cass likes to get her hands dirty <laughs> and, enjoy, and enjoys nothing more than building simple wooden pieces of furniture for them to pretty up their home. So thought nothing of saving a few bucks by rebuilding the hard wooden stairs leading up to their front porch herself. Well, look, they don't they, they don't <clears throat> they don't use wood for anything else. So they might as well build something with it. I think you guys should build a fucking clubhouse for all the goddamn like pussy packs. You that went right over, didn't it? OK. Yeah, I didn't get it. Cassie and Becca are in a relationship. There's no wood oh! to be seen. I I got you. Yeah. I got it now. Fucking... Okay. Yeah, that... Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Um, uh, I mean, like, there's a ton of innuendo in here, so... No. She placed some wood upright nearby, but it fell while she was on her knees. And hammering... In a nail. <laughs> As the wood slipped, it landed directly across her. Oh shit! Yeah, it I directly know, I, across yeah. her leg, breaking in two places. Tad insult to her injuries. Nicely done. We were then forced to cancel her birthday party. We were planning a week from that day. Cast has been forced into a cast. Fuck you for writing that, Jay. Hmm. Cass was been forced into a cast. Well, I mean, I don't... How else was she going to write it? I don't know. It's just like, it flows. It's kind of like Snape snapped. I'm like, fuck you, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> uh, for the next six to eight weeks, which now leaves Becca alone on farm duty, all Will's taking full-time care of Cass to get around. That sucks. 
We all cannot thank Potescu's resident DJ Xanthus for a surprise with Cass's birthday, beautiful birthday shout out, and for thinking of her even though she couldn't be here with us all to celebrate her special day yet and meant the world to us all. Over the years, many have agreed with you both and said they'd hate to imagine how hyper I'd be on Coke. I do tend to speak a little, okay, a lot, away and way faster whenever I speak to you both on Skypey. Mostly, it's out of complete joy and excitement having the opportunity to shoot the shit with you all. But I also think it comes from spending over 20 years hanging out and gas bagging with my girls. If you don't speak up and get in fast, you'll miss the combo boat. Kind of similar to get vocal each week, one might say. Throughout my childhood, every single report card that came home was straight A's, bar one. Talks too much in class. No. I had, I had one of those. I, had a, I found like my old fucking report card when I was like going through mom's stuff. She and like there's like teacher's notes saying like Rico loves to tell stories and like can't concentrate. <laughs> that sounds accurate. My mom would explain I just always had the quote, the gift of the gab. One of my most embarrassing mum moments came at my second year in high school's annual parent teacher interview. My mother, in true fashion, spent two years prior buffering and preparing for the worst for all the horrible reports she anticipated she was about to receive by getting shit-faced at the bar across the street from the school beforehand. Wait, she wait, she got fucked up to go to a parent-teacher conference? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Lovely. Oh, you're missing the whole thing. There's a bar across the street from a high school. Oh, that, that, that's, that, there's a bunch of those here. That's nothing. I mean, that's not uncommon. Really? Oh, yeah. Dude, we barely have a McDonald's like near our goddamn schools. Like, well, you went to shitty schools. I don't know what I'm going to tell you. Or shitty place schools. Right. I went to shitty schools, whereas you have schools with bars across the fucking street. I still got a pretty damn good uh, education. So, yeah, I went to a school with a convent and a, a bar. So, you I mean, you do the math. Did you drink the blood of Christ across the street? <laughs> Not there. No. Not anyway. there. Okay. No. All right. All right. She sat down with my art teacher, and without looking up at her once, he uttered but one sentence. Buy your daughter a gag now. What a shitty teacher. Before or, returning or, to or, sketch, he or, did... or predictive. Yeah. Jay seems to be into this weird sex shit. Maybe a gag was where he was going. Maybe, you know, you know it could be. I, I don't think he meant that type of gag. I think he meant shut her up. Do, do, do we know that for sure? Well, so much for your fucking good education. I didn't say my teacher. I said hers. I know, but you're like, do we know that for sure? I think you're supposed to know shit. <laughs> Fuck you. Read the story. Okay. All right. Uh, before returning to the sketch, he'd been doodling all Arvo. Her next interview, my math teacher, who mistook me for another student with a similar name, resulted in my mother going ballistic, slamming her hand down the desk and berating both her and my year advisor. So much so, she had to be escorted from the building. Needless to say, she was never invited to school again, and my teachers eased up on me a little after witnessing firsthand what I was living through with her at home. And then, there's JoJo. As CJ rightly stated, there's really not much to say than that. Oftentimes, we all wonder how she gets by and survives. Yet, not unlike a cat, she just always seems to land upright and on her feet. She never goes to the supermarket for supplies, merely raids my cupboards. 
her sh- that's how she survives the fucking leech <laughs> and i see that in the, like the respectful like kind of way the like, respectful way of calling someone a leech i mean leeches survive dude like that's true that's true can't argue with that if if jojo was like in america she'd be a fucking hollywood agent oh yeah or, or a lawyer oh yeah oh, she'd be a lawyer yeah do we know? I what, object. Do we, oh, we do know. Little... We do know what JoJo does. I at least I do. So I don't remember. Yeah, I just assume she fucking like terrorizes Australia in like white makeup and green and blue fucking like dyed hair. You're not disagreeing with me, buddy? Uh, only because I think in about twenty minutes you're gonna disagree with all of that. Mm, all right. Yeah. Um. Well, the Joker's had some good, <laughs> good occasions. Oh, read, read the thing. All right. Uh, sh- her shopping is restricted to bargains for clothes and shoes. We, too, are confounded as to how none of us have thralled her over the years. Instead, I feed her, Cassie and Becca patiently and yet lovingly play parental figures and attempt to provide a morality compass for her. Not that she ever listens to them, though. And nowadays, apparently, the bondage bandit disciplines and punishes her when she's naughty, which is often. It may take a village to raise a baby, but it, it takes our little village to wrangle and raise our Joe Joker. Jojo is and has always been the devil on my shoulder, ever since we became friends back in high school. Being an older Oh, God, they've been friends was, that, that long? Yeah. I might explain why, you know, why Jay is how she is. <laughs> Right? That's what I was thinking. Being in older grade than I was, she was corrupting and convincing me to jig classes often just so we could smoke, hang, and shoot the shit together in the office. And no, not the TV show of that name, but a cubicle in the girls' dunnies. It was at the furthest end of the rows of stalls and even had a seat to butt out those illicit sticky butts should a teacher enter to bust our lunchtime sneaky sticky break we all partook in. As time went on, why didn't you just go to the bar across the street, for Christ's sake? Well, they probably couldn't get in. I don't know what the drinking age down there is, but they probably weren't old enough yet. Fair enough. Uh, as time went on, it became the counselor's office. As everyone always seemed to bring me their problems, break up woes, and sex questions for me to deal with and provide answers for. It was fairly common knowledge that both JoJo and I were the closest to, thing to experts on the subject and time and again girls would ask me questions about losing their virginities what it felt like should they do it i quickly realized there was need for a professional that was better suited for the role of teen sex therapist but when i approached the school there was no money in the budget for one so it fell to jojo and i to answer their queries my question my is th- why jay didn't turn out into a profession after she got out of like really like i i don't know because maybe she saw what Happened to her like teaching assistant. She's like, "Fuck that." I feel. I feel like. I feel like we're not getting that many answers and more questions. To be honest with you, for a subject called answers to our questions, I feel like we're getting more questions than answers. You right now. This is the last. This is the rise of Skywalker of fucking Oz letters. Uh, uh, my big thing. I'd repeat time and time again uh, to them all, though birth control. And to quote CJ, wrapping that shit tight. I would even go with him after school to the women's health clinic, our local youth center. So much so, they both they knew both JoJo and I by name. Over time, I also became the go-to person for condoms and names of cool doctors willing to hand out prescriptions for the pill and advice on terminations, if necessary. 
As most teens are too embarrassed to go buy their own condoms, they were pinching all mine daily. Someone even coined the phrase, the rubber queen. I'm telling you, Jay missed her calling. I'm sorry. I think Jay missed her calling here. I agree. To let others know whom was dishing out the judgmental and parental free rubber supply, both clinics was kind enough to allow me to come and collect free boxes full of them and lube to distribute at the school incognito. She's super gay, just like, right? Hey, you two kids, here's some condoms. Like, just, <laughs> like throwing the rubbers, like fucking like batterings. Rubberings. That's funny. They eventually became our own versions of Jay and Kev's search for Greedo dolls. One might say, after all, water's wet, sky is blue, and teenagers like to root. This underground rubber supply was going great until one day. Someone's mother found condoms in little Johnny's school bag and rang the school, demanding to know where he'd procured such a vulgar thing, and he told her in school. A vulgar thing? Like, yeah. that's... I know. I believe that's what it says. I'm just stunned yeah. that that's how it's perceived. How dare you put this shrink wrap on your penis? Well, I mean, you want to be a grandma? At, you know, 37? I'm not touching that one. No. <laughs> it didn't take long for the teachers to realize that the rubber queen was the culprit, and I was threatened with expulsion should I fail to stop encouraging teen sexual activity, distributing prophylactics, and birth control advice. I, I got nothing to fucking say. That's just so, uh, that's just so fucking ass backwards. Like, I, you're doing what... All right, uh, fuck it. Being a rule breaker from way back, this really fueled my rebellion flames even more. I realized I may not be allowed to distribute them at school, but a legally acquired coin-operated dispenser could. At that time, there were newly introduced guidelines and allowances for high schools in Oz to have them installed. And so began my fundraising and petitioning of the local council's school board for them. What became the ultimate catalyst for our victory over the system was within was when a 13-year-old girl found out, you ready for this? Yeah. Was six months pregnant. 13-year-old girl found out she was six months pregnant. Yep. Ironically, the baby's father, little Johnny, whose mother had confiscated his school bag secret stash oh! and only access to condoms. No. Yeah. That's if if that's not a big double middle finger to like the school board, the the administration, and Johnny's mom. I don't know what is. Johnny's mom is fucking fucking wrong. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So the board and eventually the school agreed. Girls were elated to now have a discreet way of purchasing them. The boys. Yep, you guessed it. They made water balloons out of them constantly to the point it had to be removed. <laughs> and only hours were made. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I, yeah, that doesn't stop me. Boys are just fucking stupid. And I'm going to make included. a water balloon also like impregnate someone and possibly have my dick fall off from an STD. You know what yeah. I think? What? I, I think it was fucking little Johnny who gave the fucking like koala chlamydia. That's what I think. <laughs> He just, we were just like, I got him condom. It's a fucking rubber balloon. No, you stupid schmuck. Poor Johnny. His is, is name is fucking Johnny. No, we don't know that. It could be. Johnny spread his seed. <laughs> Instead of Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Even back then, JoJo was its biggest customer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ah, uh, JoJo. JoJo swears to this day, as we all do, the reason she somehow miraculously avoided contracting koala-midia 
any STIs or unplanned pregnancy was thanks to this rubber queen. All those years ago, beating it into her brain to never leave home without them and to always <laughs> American sex press. Uh. That's what I'm calling it. Um, blah, blah, blah. To always get regular checkups. Social distancing has been most hardest on her of late, yet we're pretty proud. I'll bet the limited restraint she's displayed this past year. She somehow managed to maintain her rampant sescapades whilst not caught COVID and in turn inflicted upon us all. Now, seriously, Jojo, you know, you know we love you, darling, but subtlety has never been your strong suit, sadly, drunk or sober. Mm. This is Jay saying this, not me. I'm, I'm, I, no, I'm not I, I, I followed, yeah. So if you guys know of an adult mute button of some sort, please, could you send one south and we'll all chip in to reimburse you? An adult mute button? Me? Are you serious? It sounds like her mom already told her where to get a mute button. It's a gag. Yeah. Or the our teacher told her. Yeah, get up, you know, just fucking... Uh, uh, um. <laughs> and you're correct on both counts, Rico. Her cackle does kind of resemble Jared Leto's. <laughs> and she has been arrested oh. several times back in the day. Poor JoJo. Oh, my God. I'm actually starting to feel for JoJo. I can't lie I, to you. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, what's the comparison to Jared Leto? Even, like, no, oh. even before that, I've been starting to kind of... Yeah, all right. I'm gonna call her the Sheagull now because I said Jared Leto's like laughs out like a fucking seagull. Uh. <laughs> Our legal system was pretty weak sauce back then, and she once offered to give her arresting officer a blowy to let her off traffic offense. Still feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Like we feel bad in the sense that the circumstances which made you want to offer an officer a blowy, that's not good. Unless yeah. you're just like, oh, fuck it, what do I care? Like, you know? Like, yeah. All right. To which he agreed. <laughs> and she obliged, sparing herself a $1,500 fine and acquiring a bow in blue for four months, too. That's a long, that's a big fine for a fucking speeding offense. There had to be more to that. Yeah, Jojo, what did, what what did you do in order to have to negotiate? There's no, it's not nothing. Just, no, I, no, I, just the fact that it was fifteen hundred dollars. That's a lot of fucking money for cig- a pack of cigarettes. Cost like seventy bucks. Okay, there. but that that see that I can chalk up to like import tariffs and shit like that. The speeding ticket isn't going to be an import tariff. You know what I mean? Like, there's all again more fucking questions than answers. Jay. Thank yeah, you very right. Much. Yeah, for for a section just. Described as giving us answers, I've got more questions than we started with. Our new favorite Ricoisms has since become Jesus Titty fucking God Awful Christ. No, I think wasn't there a butt fucking in there too? Didn't it, it leave I, out a part? I, I, pair, I, I always add a fucking you know occasional. It's Jesus Titty fucking God Awful Christ. Yeah. Uh, anyways, anyways, and we too all laughed our asses off. We adore it and use it often, sir. The best usage, though, was when JoJo whipped it out whilst she was bound, blindfolded, and being playfully beaten by her bondage bandit. It's good to know my fucking Ricos are, like, coming out in that context, right? And in that moment. Right. Yeah. Worry when you shock the shit and stun to silence a guy who gets off on electrical pulsations, shocking his ball sack mid-coitus. Props to Jay Straight. for using the word coitus. I have to give her that one. That's that's pretty. I'm impressed. 
Strange bedfellow, but seems nice enough, and he too has hung out at several DJ Xanthus and get vocal parties. Worst things have happened. JoJo's shockingly still enjoying playing with him and his perverse kink-filled toy chest. You think JoJo's found the one? The, I mean, the one that week. No, it's just been going on for a minute now, so. All right. A minute. minute. Usually it does just last a minute, so good for you, JoJo, for, (laughs) you know, you know. Uh, Expanding it. Yeah, it's not where I was going, but sure. She also wanted me to assure you all that she is completely koala media free, as are we all. Also, she's that she's definitely not the one responsible for contracting nor infecting either Oz's koala population, nor Scooby with it. No, no, I, Scoo- no. Hold on. First off, we've we've established it's Johnny's fault about the koalas, and I still blame her for Scooby. The identity of that filthy, fuzzy fucker remains a complete mystery to us all down south to this very day. And whilst Mark is 100% correct, we do have chlamydia-laden drop bears out there in the bush, just waiting, just awaiting some unsuspecting Toros to wander on by. The fuck is it? Toro. Toros. Okay, I, I figured yeah. it out. Yeah. Toros. I wrote it like, bulls? Uh, land on and terrorize we are at least COVID and rabies free down south so technically we don't have all the diseases thankfully just all the deadly critters according to Rico for future reference and sidebar guys our obligatory cheers and chookers toasts it's pronounced chookas as in chook well I'm glad you cleared that fucking thing up (laughs) it's short for and what we commonly refer to as chicken down here Cheers and chickens? So that's the phrase, is cheers and chickens? I uh, I guess. Okay, new question. Why is it chickens? <laughs> like, I mean... <laughs> Nobody's sure where that salute originated, but we suspect it occurred in some bar out the back of Burke. And no, no. It, in, it, 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 it transpired in some barn somewhere down in the southern bush and a drunk dude and a chicken. That's where that came we do not know what happened between that drunk dude and that chicken. Oh, we got to get a good idea. Yeah, he, they, that's how the bird flu started. <laughs> there was actually a reason I didn't refer to the three-way meatball and sausage fest that occurred on the dance floor at the club as, as a sanga. I wasn't about to make the comparative between my yummy Vegemite bleh, and cheese bleh, sanga lunches and what transpired at the swingers club that night. Yeah, It may have triggered my PTSD from that night's adventure and turned me off my Sengas for life. CJ, your inclusion into the narration of an excerpt from the infamous nightclub scene in Chasing Amy was genius and brilliant, sir, and immediately made me laugh hysterically. Thank you. That soundtrack underlay created another layer into your storytelling, not to mention delighting me to no end. I was curious to see if any of the girls would identify it also, and was quite proud that my years of exposing them to mountains of Kevin Smith content has taught them well. Cass was the first one to shout, Hey, that's that scene from Chasing Amy, and I was ecstatic. <laughs> I do like that fact that like, like one of the lesbians did like, Hey, Chasing Amy! Yeah, right? Right? 
Noah's biblical flood, if you believe in that sort of thing, may well have been cascading and crashing hard against my window thanks to the constant howling winds that night. But thanks to you both, we were way too busy laughing our asses off at the magic you both created. Yet again, with my silly words and our even sillier antics. I just knew you'd fall for my honey-covered crumpets, Rico. The euphemism I meant. It's been, <laughs> it's been one amongst us for years. Along, <laughs> along with our very common local phrase, round the back of my joint, your I am Catman, hear me roar, mew, had us all gasping our stomachs with laughter. And at one point, Blue Lagoon shot out of Kailata's nose when you mentioned those Hershey swirls of hers. Oh, yeah, I remember. I'm just now, see, this is where my mind fucking goes. I'm just imagining Kailata laughing so hard that, like, a DVD of Blue Lagoon just, like, flies out of No, it's a drink, yeah. I obviously, it would be, how fucking funny would that be if, like, Brooke Shields just flew out? Out of of his nose into TMNT is uh, April, because remember, she was on the short list of of April candidates. That's right. Yeah. 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 So then... Then up next came my B-Day BJ for CJ. His birthday message and not an actual blowy, guys. By the way, thanks for that very embarrassing moment, gentlemen. That's what we do. (laughs) Have I truly not been through enough public humiliation for one lifetime thanks to JoJo? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) But as she said when she first saw the episode's title, well, Jay, at least you... I'm going to do it as... I have to do it as Joker. Yeah. Well, Jay, at least you maintain your rep for giving great P-Day blowies. All's represent, girl. Do you think you could, could you do a female Joker? Could you put a female twist on the Joker voice? Is that possible? Like Harley? I, no, no, Har- Harley, Harley's different. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. We need Rebecca. Where's Rebecca do, I, when I we need her? a woman's voice. Where's Rebecca when we need her? Like, <laughs> I need the sound of my voice. I can't do a woman's voice. It would just sound like Elmo fuck up. There's no greater thrill in life than to see someone enjoy their gifts, and it thrilled me no end to hear you both have fun with it, and then sharing those laughs with us all. The episode has become a new instant favorite, even with that hysterical and very clever title. Another pair of common colloquial phrases down south is sick cunt and funny cunt, both of which I've referred to you both when spruiking... Spruiking? Okay. I have another question. The <laughs> I was going to say question number skew. 43. Like, uh, The awesomeness of Potaskew down south and wherever I go. I don't. My questions aren't that she refers to us as sick cunts. I'm like, what the fuck is Baruking? Yeah, we know we're sick cunts. We don't worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. I assure you all being referred to as either is very much complimentary and we're all putting in our pre-orders now for those pillows and the eventual shot and beer glasses. Exorbitant shipping fees be damned. Well, the pillows are there. You can get the yeah. pillows now. It's just that. Yeah, you the, can get a pillow. It's 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 no cheap date, but fuck it's Well, if they get the smaller ones, it's not too bad. We got the we right. get the we get the biggest size ones, both of us, so that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Because we want to snuggle up against each other because we've never been in the room together. Yeah. 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 I told you, someday we'll cuddle. We already do it. Just cost, <laughs> just cost shipping and handling. <laughs> uh, we've all also agreed that the moment you launch that Odd Pods Media cruise and set sail upon the open seas, uh, you're... See, that? that's going to be hard for me because I'm not great with the ocean. Like, I'm kind of iffy about the ocean. Dude, they don't sway at all, though. From what I understand, they're so big, they don't really, like... You don't even know... No. 
no, no, no. It's not. I don't get seasick. I get terrified of ocean. That's my whole. Do you know thing. how big like, those boats are? You think something's gonna jump in and get you, dude? I'm talking about the fucking thing sinking. Oh, oh, yeah. You know you've how big Ti- the ocean you've watched is Titanic. compared to a fucking cruise ship. You've watched Titanic too many times. Fuck that! I saw every movie with any fucking thing to do with the ocean. <laughs> you know what the o- you know what the ocean is? It's Australia underwater. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Uh, your Oz crew will all be there toasting and sipping cocktails out on the sun deck besides the crystal blue the crystal blue pool the blue lagoon <laughs> laughing at being thoroughly entertained by the you know, eclectic variety of shows from the network you know Rico that'd be the irony we would do like a pot of skew while, I, while the cruise are going on you would still be at home we'd still be on Skype because you wouldn't get on the goddamn boat like that I, I'll do it but if we start to drown I'm pulling you under with me motherfucker <laughs> you won't have to because i can't swim so it's not a thing you can't swim no really yeah because because of your bottom yeah. leg and all that yeah oh, okay yeah um we're calling i'm by the way we're calling this the pot of cruise the whole episode no 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 no, no. i'm talking about the cruise ship well if it's I'm, an I'm odd pods that. if it's an odd pods cruise i don't think we can do that all right we in can't secret we're all, in secret <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, Will's dancing our nights away to the always sexy soundtrack selections from Potaskew's resident DJ Xanthus. Whoever, whoever that mystery man beneath that black cape might well be. <laughs> I, he provides I, we, us all with incredibly passionate and intense musical oral delights each gig he performs. What? What now? No, I just, we, we, I think, I've told her a couple times we've pulled that veil back that she seems to still go with the... Yeah. She She's, she's about to chastise me. Oh, and please, Rico, for the love of Alanis and Buddy, which is really fucking clever, Jay. I have to give you that. I don't. Do not Alanis Morissette and Buddy Christ. Oh, God, okay. Yeah, yeah, God yeah. Jesus. yeah, I got it. Yeah. Do not slip into that creepy, sexy voice reading that or ever again. Sexy. I don't remember the sexy, creepy voice. The, like, I'll read the sentence again in the creepy. Oh, and please, Rico. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, Alanis okay, yeah, yeah. And Buddy, do not slip into that creepy, sexy voice reading that or ever again. <laughs> ha, joke's on you, Jay. You gave me words and then told me not to do something. <laughs> the moment I heard that for the first time, I immediately laughed out loud and said, that's fucking creepy as fuck, Rico. And she also came instantaneously. <laughs> Only for CJ to call it the very same thing, not three seconds later. It was priceless. Yeah, you guys. It sounds like you guys came together. No, no. My hysterics continued as CJ began to describe our shared arch enemy and pain in the balls, Scooby. She identifies as a she and is a complete bitch. Just ask poor CJ. CJ, Mm. I'm nowhere near done. By the way, that's all. That's all right. All right. Okay, this is just part two. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. Okay, so you wish to know the genesis of Scooby. Well, as with most things in my life, it all began with you both and Potaskew. That feels weird. It feels like we were like the, at her conception. You know? <laughs> we're only three years old, you know? Like, uh, as you're both In the beginning. Aware... <laughs> hmm? In the beginning. In the beginning. Um, <laughs> as you're both aware, and now the world shall too know my secret shame. I am the textbook definition of a technophobe. 
But Jay, honey, it's not a secret. No. And uh, I would say she's more of a Lodite than a Technophobe, but that's just me. Would you like to explain what that is for someone who just is a Technophobe? Lo- Lodite is someone who just doesn't know how to use technology just or doesn't want to use technology. I guess maybe, that, maybe that's not true because she loves being on Twitter, but yeah, I don't know. Well, anything techie terrifies <laughs> and confounds me, so... Yeah, but there's a, but she's like Lodites are like no, I just no, you know what I mean. Where she's more like I'm afraid, but I'll try, you know. So, so outside of writing my stories on her and prior to my reports from Aussie Wall, she sat in a corner. It was rarely used, but thanks to CJ's infinite fucking patience <laughs> with his techno idiot mate from Oz, you held my hand and helped me to overcome some of that immense fear of what I formerly referred to as. The demon. One of CJ's many helpful suggestions was to stop calling her that, and then I may not be so scared of her if she had a proper name. I did I did actually say that to her, because she kept calling it the demon. I'm like, you may not be afraid of it if you stop calling it the demon. If she if she called it the semen, Joja would steal it. <laughs> she does anyway. That's yeah, why that's it's true. infected with a computer virus, because she got it a oh! computer STD. <laughs> so much for the rubber queen, right? Yeah, right? Exactly. And midst one of my 3 a.m. delirium moments I tend to experience, I was having yet another disagreement with her attempting to email you one of my reports. I decided to name her in honor of what she was enabling me to now to do, my Potescue business, which I then shortened to Potescue Biz, which I sounded to my delirium state as a Scoobies, which I shortened once more for Scooby. Huh. It's like the I was wondering where that came boochies. from. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, Snoochie Boochies. Yeah. It is Snoochie Boochies. It may sound strange, but after her rebranding and CJ's ever patient assists, Scooby and I called a truce of sorts. <laughs> we still clash and crash at times, but I'm now navigating my way around a lot more calmer and comfy. But it truly does feel so empowering. Thank you, darling. I know for certain I would never have overcome my terror of her without the understanding and patience of you, CJ, and I will always be eternally grateful. It's kind of like buying a tiger and then just like keeping the cage and not like going right? near it. You know, right. so, yeah, yeah. It's like, why'd you buy the fucking thing then? <laughs> Ask Ron. I'd rather not. <laughs> we both know that's something he would do. He would buy a tiger and then keep it in the cage. No, he would not keep it in the cage. He'd let that thing roam free. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, go to the dog park, have fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've never once judged me for my techie ignorance of or fears. When others most certainly would have. Prior to you, sir, the only tech stuff I was comfy with was was my trusty phone and the intra-office computer link back to head office in Japan. Oh, yeah. And the Universe message board. Ming made that so user-friendly. Even I could use it. Well, Ming did something good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I'm also so extremely grateful for your most recent victory against her that now that's now allowed me to join all the fun on Discord. And not to mention, play amidst the stars, hearts, and rainbow emojis in my beloved hieroglyphics heaven over there. I guess I should explain my obsession with my second language, as you described it, Rico, and that I absolutely adore. When I first began toying with the idea of defying the rest of my BFF's social media ban and boycott, we all agreed to all those years ago and joined up to Twitter. It was because of Kevin Smith. Big shocker. In particular, his talented and artistic fan base, all with whimsy-filled dreams and aspirations, inspiring and supporting one another through life's ups and downs. And I immediately gravitated to them all. 
but it was also then that I discovered that magical gateway to my paradise. That little emoji square, so many different colors and hearts, smiles and frowns, and I just haven't shaken the bug ever since. They not only add splashes of color to my boring-ass long-winded dribble, they at times can convey what can't be said in 160 characters. I even once found myself saying emoji sad face to the girls in jest, to which they all scowled in my direction as if I'd put a bit too much Tabasco sauce in their Bloody Mary's first thing in the morning. I have to concur. <laughs> like, anybody who says sad, sad, you know, smiley face or sad face, I'm like, <laughs> LOL, BRB, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Mark, Mark uses that TLDR thing a lot. Uh, just I don't, I don't know what TLDR is. Too long, didn't read. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't do that for this. I'm glad I'm reading this shit. Yeah, yeah. I've always taken the greatest delights in anything colorful in life, and my love for those cute little guys is definitely one of them. The ease with which I can graffiti all those hearts and musical notes everywhere delights me to no end. So sorry, guys. I may well be late to the emoji party, but I don't intend on leaving it or them out anytime soon. Oh, I know that. There's no... Yeah. Jay, have you seen the movie, the Emoji movie? I'm just, I've never seen this. I'm just curious if you were just like, oh my God, it's for me. Yeah, actually, I forgot about that movie. <laughs> Jay, just a heads up right now. We are not doing a deep dive or a commentary on that movie ever. It is not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, TLDR. TLDR. So, there you have it, folks. Some yarns share with you all around the campfire whilst we huddled beneath our tents and in sleepy bags, hiding out from that scary storm raging outside, shot some shit, and shared some tales about your Potoskew degenerates down south. Hopefully, they put a smile on your dials, just as you both always give to me and us all. Now, if you could kindly hand off to your hetero life mate for part three of this insanity that is my life, I would be very appreciative, sir. Love you, buddy. As a social worker, you can become an advocate for those who can't. Earn your master's in social work degree online to learn strategies to connect diverse populations with the critical resources they need to improve their well-being, whether it's in a hospital, community service agency, or another setting. What do you think making a difference as a social worker looks like? GCU offers over 250 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. All right, so we just had a lot of fun for God knows how long because I wasn't watching the timer, but um, need to stress that this next part, uh, Jay pre-warned me about. I typically don't, we we typically don't read these before we read them on air because we want to have genuine reactions. However, Jay warned me that this one might be a little harsh, a little heavy, so I did read it. I will warn you now, this is heavily triggering. Um... There is um, some very descriptive language that's used and descriptive uh, images that may come into play. If that's something that's going to make you uncomfortable, uh, we totally respect that. I recommend you fast forward at least 40 minutes um, or because there is a part after this that is apparently equally as fun as the rest, the other three. Um but th- this part is um, pretty heavy. Although I recommend if you think you can sit through it or you can handle it to listen to it because I think this is an important story to be told, an important message to be be given. But we also, um, as we have fans, we want to make sure that you're comfortable 
and and if you're not then then please um you know be aware it's it's going to get hard so l- listen as far as you can if you have to skip some of it Rico and I understand but you know please at least try to listen to part 4 when it comes up and we will tell you hey this is part 4 so keep an ear out for that um because part 4 is I understand it is equally as fun as the other pieces um uh so yeah all right so with that disclaimer disclaimer said here here we go um Part three, home and fam is where where our hearts are, be them near or be them far. Firstly, my apologies, CJ. I guess it seems you drew the short straw for the not-so-funny parts this time around. And no matter what Kev inspi- inspired, a skewed view we place upon things, life can really fucking suck sometimes. It can be hard and cruel a lot of the time and scary and lonely place to be especially when those bloodlines that bind us to our rellos isn't always one that offers support, unconditional love, and safe sanctuary that welcomes and embraces you, regardless of how you turn up dressed or how your hair may look that day. Whether we say and portray the perfect picture of whom and what they perceive and proudly gloat to their friends about, all while having zero clue to whom you really are. Your feelings, views, opinions, whom you wish to be seen, yet be forced to repress for fear of failure or shaming your family or with with your true authentic self. That person you push deep down inside so no one senses or sees your misery nor your inner conflicted turmoil. Something just doesn't feel right within, creating even more detachment, isolation, and feelings of inadequacy and failure. In the past, I've always attempted to, to merely share tales from Oz and report to you moments of my life, both good and at times bad as they transpire. I leave the humor and funny parts in your both talented comedic hands, sirs. And if you're all hearing this now, I guess I managed to pass the Potescu censorship board. But unfortunately, this one is not one of those so funny ones, in parts at least. But I felt it was something that if my silly words can help even one person not feel so alone to hear that they're supported, loved, accepted, welcomed, and appreciated for their pain, struggle, strength, and courage to fight to be who they truly are, then both I and Kailata feel like it was worth sharing whether or not you agree is entirely up to you. And to all our LGBTQI friends and fam out there hearing this, your struggles are and rightly should be our struggles right alongside you. You okay? It's going to be hard. You've got to bear with me. Do you, if you need me to? No, I can do can... it. It's just, it's just, it's rough. It's a rough, it's a rough read. Okay. Um, your long fought battles for equality. We stand in solidarity, solidarity with you always. And above all else, we love and embrace and admire you for the unique and beautiful souls that you are, regardless of what package that gift, which is your truest selves, arrives t- in to hang with the Pata crew and Potaskew party's picnic table, and never has been more evident to me than the incredible, incredibly beautifully manner which Potaskew family has warmly embraced our newest Oz crew fan and family member down south, Kailata. As those of you whom heard my last report may remember, my ex-boyfriend of many years ago has recently come out as bisexual to himself and to us, but the biggest life-changing revelation for him from this has been recently discovered how comfy at home and at peace he felt 
wearing female clothing. At first, it was an attempt to blend in and score at the club, but little by little, Kailata kept making her always celebrated and welcome guest appearances at our at our parties and hangouts. She's she's met with cheers, woohoo's, applause, loads of cuddles, and love from all of us. She now accompanies us on many bargain hunts and shopping trips. Her heels and lippy addiction also a new and wondrous discovery for her of late. The moment Kailata arrives is when our parties officially begin nowadays. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> At, as times moved on, her comfort levels to be more herself increases daily, it seems. Kyle, the man I once dated, and yes, whom back in the day I blew whilst he gamed, was discovering she was finally filling in the missing pieces of a lifetime of questions, confusion, and most painful of all, that secret shame she felt compelled by a lifetime of societal, familial, and religious indoctrination had been beaten into her to suppress and bury deep for fear of losing everything and everyone important to her. Now, whether it was alcohol-fueled or Dutch courage, pride-filled stupidity, or a lifetime of bent-up shame and pain and utter frustration, or Joe Joker's diabolical encouragements and egging on that led to her decision to do it in the manner, time, and place she chose to come out, or if it was a mixture of them all, is still unknown to me. Regardless, this weekend's events have had long-lasting irrevocable impacts on everyone involved. I've taken the utmost care to protect the privacy of all concerned and have Kailata's complete okay to share this with you all. So here it goes. Um, I want to, before I even get into this part, I honestly want to bury the lead a little bit. I know what she just said about JoJo, but when you hear the rest of this, JoJo is truly the, I mean, Kailata for sure is the hero of this story because of what she goes through. But JoJo is truly the hero of this story for what she does for her, for Kailata. I have to give JoJo some credit here. And if I could jump in, I look, Jojo, we we bust your balls as, as much as but like we know you deep down are a good person. You you are a fucking Agreed. devil on your shoulder, but all devils start as angels. So <laughs> so you you do have our respect, even if Absolutely. you annoy the piss out of us sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but for, you you are yeah. definitely in our good graces right now. Yeah, and especially yeah, you'll uh, hopefully everyone will join us after hearing this. All right. It was a typical Friday Arvo when I was collecting my washing and pottering around about to prepare the buffet dinner for my always peckish pussy pack. Now, what I should premise all this with is when is when he's wearing what's dubbed his civvies, civilian and very male-oriented work attire, he's still Kyle. But this is occurring way less these days. Also, what hasn't altered is how I refer in the past tense my ex-boyfriend Kyle. We've discussed it a number of times as we navigate our way through the pronoun minefield, and that seems to make sense for both of us. My forgetfulness and faux pas are instantly forgiven, quickly rectified, and moved on from, just as Sav Rogers taught us all to do in his interview with you both last year. But not unlike Kyle and the civvies, thankfully they too are occurring way less these days. Out of nowhere, there was a loud and panicked pounding on my door. So much so, it made me jump up and immediately grab my always trusty home protection system, my softball bat from my high school days, eliminating the fear of any unwanted nighttime visitors. Or more so, should that evil four-legged brew show up again, or perhaps the swinging Wiccan decides to make another unwanted 3 a.m. drunken guest appearance at my joint at some stage also. That fucker. Anyway... 
As I peeked through my drawn curtains, nobody was there, but as I glanced further down, I could see someone sitting on my front porch steps. You scared the shit out of me. What the fuck? She jumped straight up and stormed inside, both rage and tears filling her gaze. She rushed immediately into my arms, sobbing. My family just disowned me and disinherited me, Jay. My very worst nightmare just came true. They found out from my cousin who saw us at the club last weekend. I wanted to break it to them gently and away from my brothers. They told me never to come back, never to call them, not even mom. She just stood there crying nonstop saying, Get out, you're not my daughter, and now you're not my son either. I knew there'd be... (sighs) Take your time. I knew there'd be some hassles with them, but they're fine about my cousin who's gay. I thought eventually they'd come back around because I'm their youngest kid and they loved me. We didn't even make it the short walk to my couch, collapsing on the floor in front of my doorway. I got down there and also hugged it as she began to sob her way through all the horrendous, highly demoralizing, and vulgarly offensive things the older brothers could muster. But it was her parents' hatred and disgust that hit home the hardest. After what seemed like hours and oceans full of tears shed, my front door opens. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm laughing at this, actually. Um, My front door opens and in bursts a clueless JoJo. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to, her, to her defense she wasn't there she had no idea i get it right but i just imagine it's like kramer from seinfeld just like yeah, us, right? yeah a little like... bit and i don't even like seinfeld and i still get that uh or would you like me to leave is it some kind of kinky sex shit you two are trying out or can i stick around and watch she began to chuckle to herself completely oblivious not just to the mountains of tear-stained tissues that had accumulated around us but even for the answer to her intrusion question she climbs. She the tissues were for something else. <laughs> she climbed straight over the top of his boat and headed straight to the kitchen, grabbing some ice, pouring herself a jack straight, and sculling the whole glass. Then she pours two more and slides one across the counter. Come get that into you, darling. It'll cure what ails you. Without a moment's hesitation, Kailata was up off the floor and throwing back one after another. Before long, the bottle was empty, but her tears and heartache were not. These two were just getting started, but the fridge was empty and my bar now closed. Eventually, my suggestion of calling for reinforcements in the form of D, her new gal friend, was enacted. You all may remember her as the slutty green giant with the hidden artillery beneath beneath her dress in my last report. (laughs) That was a nice nickname you gave her, Rico. I can't argue with that. (laughs) And apparently they're not offended by it. So, hey, let's roll with it, right? You know? I, hey man, as long as no one's offended, I'm happy. You're right. Because we I never will, mean uh, no. I, I, I know. Yeah, I never try yeah. to offend unless it's JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the two of them have attended the club and parties together since. She's also been popping by for a few of our DJs Anthus parties and has become a fantastic support network and knowledgeable mate to us all. Also, she at times can be a great designated driver if she happens to be sober. That is. <laughs> Yes, all designated drivers usually are at their best when they're sober. <laughs> Typically speaking, yeah. She arrived and offered an invite to a party being held for any and all to drop in and swing by. And yes, it's spelled B-I. Swing by too, and with the offer of half-priced cocktails, buffalo wings, and little boys for the festival festivities included, which is what we call cocktail frankfurters down here. We really do, I swear. And the th- I'm... 
I mean, it's Oz. I wouldn't be surprised if there are a bunch of munchkins out there. So, And the three were gone with the wind and out into the night. Oh, boy. I decided to sit this drunken odyssey out as I was exhausted and my dicky knee was giving me trouble. Not to mention the thought of being left with no way back home when they all inevitably scored was not something I was up for that night. But as the liquor poured, drunken plans were concocted in Dutch carriage brewed, so much so, even after they eventually crashed at JoJo's just before dawn, her mind was already made up. Kailata was ready to meet the folks. Before we get into that, I'm just more surprised that JoJo has a house. Like, JoJo <laughs> has a place that she lives. I just always kind of imagine she just, like... Like a nomad? Just, yeah, just, yeah, just goes to different places and just like, all right, you he, you adopted me for the night, and then just like, but mostly just always goes back to Jay, you know, like or like serial killer from Hackers. Remember the the what's it? Yeah, yeah he just <laughs> just couch surfing forever. Because yeah, they can't surf the fucking web because yeah, yeah, because uh, they their web sucks. Yeah, right. The, uh. the only the the worldwide web they have is for the giant fucking spiders they have there. Uh. The next right, morning, let's get, let's, yeah. let's get to present. Yeah, we're not not yet. We're almost there though. The next morning, they dragged themselves out of their drunken stupors to attend our get vocal party. But even hungover, there was a spring in Kailata's step as she and JoJo bounded through my door. I need your help, Jay. I'm gonna do it. But will you come hold my hand as I do? I can't do this without you. My initial reaction was instantaneous flashbacks and that and that this was a deja vu moment from our night out at the swingers club in which i was asked to join their three-way and and definitely wasn't ever happening but she continued my parents always thought the world of you jay in fact you were the only non-italian girl i was ever, ever approved of me marrying and my mom kept saying i should have married you and not that whore for years listen for Italians, I've got to say, because we already kind of know what's coming. Mm. Kailata's family, you are the worst excuse for Italians Yep, in the history of fucking ever. Yep. That includes Mussolini. <laughs> wow. You're not wrong, but wow. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. Fuck you. Yep. Baffanculo. <laughs> And we haven't even told you guys the bad part yet. No, but you, you're going to... As you listen to this, I'm going to teach you some fucking Italian. Baffanculo. When you get to it, say it out loud. Yeah. Rejoice. Rege you, you, these fuckers should reject their Italian pride because you are the worst of the fucking worst. Yeah. Diablo scatenate inferno, which means you devils unchained from hell. All right. You All right. So, will you, well, be my date to my dad's birthday party today as I come out to them as me? She roughly threw on her long blonde wig whilst placing an elegantly sequenced ball gown against her tall frame. Heels and makeup bag in hand and proudly paraded herself around my living room and in front of the mirror. Looking back now, my alarm bells were already sounding loudly. But as Kailata beamed with pride at the reflection looking back at her, the Joe Joker eagerly, eagerly encouraging her, telling her what a positive affirmation and how ballsy this was in a manner of speaking. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's too fucking easy. I'm not touching that one, man. Are you <laughs> right? kidding me? That I knew there was little to nothing I could say or do to put the kibosh on this, this disastrous plan in the making. But I did have... What? The kibosh? That's what she said. 
All right. But I did have to at least try to get them to see some sense through this extremely brave, yet all the while alcohol-fueled madness about to transpire. Look, all the bits you guys just said about Italians, like, I have to say this. You don't fuck with the patriarch. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm absolutely not blaming any of you. No. Absolutely not. This could have been, I'm not saying that on a different day would have been any better because I don't know. And based on how they reacted and, and you'll find out it was pretty fucking awful, but it it was almost in my estimation is almost kind of like a revenge kind of thing before something even happened. Like you're going to like ruin his birthday and it's again, I'm not blaming you guys, but no, no, it wasn't great timing, but that doesn't make it your fault. That's that's exactly. how. Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. Thanks for clarifying. I, I'm really trying not to like. No, blame I know because I, I, no, you, you're bringing up a valid point, Rico. The timing on this, Kailata, we 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 one thousand percent support your perspective and you're wanting to come out and be you and and all of that. Maybe not the greatest day to choose to do it. That's the only the only uh, thing that we see a problem with, and that's again not shitting on you and anyway whatsoever right yeah it's it's kind of like i don't know it's like breaking bad news on father's day or yeah. something you i mean it, like we both know what's about to come in this story and it may not have made a difference if it was some random wednesday in april we it, it may sure. not have it may not have made any bit of difference but anyway <clears throat> wait your dad's party with all the rellos there listen to Listen, darling, I'm all for you coming out to them and the world, of course. I'll hold your hand through it all. I told you I would, but this is insanity. He'll kill you, and if not, your brothers and cousins will. This is just asking for trouble. Look, sometime next week when they've had some time to process things and settle down a little, the three of us can pop up around there, and you and your parents can discuss it calmly and discreetly then. Please, don't do this in front of everyone, especially if you're still figuring things out for yourself. You know what if... I immediately stalled my sentence, but it was too late. My snafu was caught by them both. What you mean is, what if I change my mind about all this, right, Jay? She was correct, and I was very ashamed of myself. Kailata calmly and sweetly placed her already manicured hand on my cheek and gently smiled. Jay, I can never go back to living in the fear and shame that I was trapped inside for so long. Remember back when we dated and you used to tell me how I always—I just always seemed detached and lost and like I was holding back my true feelings about stuff all the time? Well, here's the thing. I was, but I was holding them back from myself too, but not anymore. This is me and my truth, and if they're disowning me anyway— then I'm getting kicked to the curb in the in this fabulous Colette Dinigan OG number. I'm assuming that's a fashion designer of some sort. What do you think? Please say you'll come, Jay. Please. Looking into Kailata's pleading eyes, my inner sense and gut feelings were pushed aside as the call to arms to help a mate kicked in and overrode them. As I rolled my eyes in defeat, they both kissed each of my cheeks simultaneously. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was just really it, fucking funny. It, yeah, it is. Yeah. And they rolled my eyes with defeat, like, oh, you fuckers. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. That's kind of what I envisioned, too. Yeah. They both kissed each of my cheeks simultaneously, and we went about bedazzling and prettying her up for the party and her big reveal ahead. 
By the time we were done, Kyle was unrecognizable and Kailata was exquisite. We arrived at the party already in full swing, cars parked up and down outside their house and lining their driveway. Rellos from Adelaide had even flown in from the festivities, all of which Kyle had paid for months prior as a surprise for his dad. Or for dad. It, I, I added, that's my bad. Um, mm. As were the caterers, which being Italian seems super, super, super... I can never say this fucking word. Supliferous. Thank you. As mom had already made a mountain of the family's favorite dishes and delicacies days prior. Yeah, I'm going to agree. That is a bit overdone and redundant. Like, if you have an Italian mom, you don't need a fucking caterer. Never. Yeah. Whilst Kyle's... You need exorcism, but not a caterer. <laughs> yeah. Whilst Kyle's attendance was still expected to keep up appearances, Kailata's was neither requested nor wanted. Cautiously, we made our approach, Jojo on one side holding Kailata's hand and me holding the other. We weaved inconspicuously through the crowd, bypassing immediate family members, and made a quick beeline to the makeshift bar and giant tables filled with food. Some more Dutch carriage-fueling alcoholic bevies were acquired, all the while positioning ourselves at the closest point we could to the driveway and our emergency evac exit should it become necessary to do at any stage. Kailata had her back turned away from the crowd and was standing next to Jojo as they downed some champers, also fully paid for by Kailata. Over wow, the, she paid She paid for this abuse? The, all of it. The caterers, the people to fly in from Adelaide, and apparently that last part. Yeah. Well, and I don't know, I mean, not defending anyone per se, but I don't know that anyone that was flown in from Adelaide partook in the the hard, the, the horribleness that's about to come. But, yeah, I, I don't know how far stretched. Flown, flown in from where? Adelaide. It's another part of Australia. I'm familiar with it. It's, it's, it's okay. another, it's like in, I, it's like the Western regions. Like it's, it's, it's like, a, it's, it's like going from California to Jersey. I mean, it's that far. Yeah. I, I almost thought you were fucking up Italy. I was like, CJ, no, Ad Adelaide's a, Adelaide. No, Adelaide's a part of Australia. I'm not exactly recalling where it's located, but it's, it's, it's far enough away. You have to fly, um, from Sydney anyway. Um, over the years, I remembered mo Kyle's mom's meatballs as being delicious magic that only a true Italian can create. So I decided to sneak a couple over to the girls and partake in a couple myself. Ultimately, a bad decision on my behalf because it was that moment that his mom turned to discover the mystery woman quickly plating up and devouring her handmade balls of heaven. I was genuinely stunned she even remembered or recognized me. But that immediately gave way to trepidation and fear when she called out across the crowd, Jay, you're here! Oh, Kiki told us you were friends again. We missed you. Kiki will be thrilled to see you here. Did you both arrive together? Is he here? She affectionately kissed me on both cheeks, and I was subtly attempting to turn her line of sight away from Jojo and Kailata's direction and distract her with small talk about her incredible meatballs. But her eyes immediately began darting around the room... And Jojo, now noticing my precarious parental predicament, I found myself in and informed Kailata I was subliminally, subliminally attempting to scream, don't turn around, but it was too late. No mother on the planet doesn't recognize her, their own child's eyes, even with mountains of Estee Lauder heavy-duty foundation, eyeshadow, and lipstick on. She turned in what we all later described as slow-as-fuck motion before letting out the loudest scream I've ever heard. She dropped a plate of pasta she was preparing to serve. And whilst doing so, her shrilled siren was, made, 
was more than enough to raise her husband's attention across the room, and he immediately looked towards what it was she had been so alarmed by, as did her two other sons and everyone else at the party. Within seconds, and definitely not in slow motion, we experienced just moments prior, all three stormed over to Jojo and Kailata, huddled together on the fringes of the gathering, creating a wall and separating me from racing back to help them. His mom grabbed me by the arms and began shouting at me, Jay, you did this to my son. Why would you make him like this? I didn't do this to him. It's who she chooses to be. I pushed past her and got back to them as she began to wail, but others had gathered and created an even wider divide between us. All I could hear was JoJo's futile voice over the chaos. Look, just back off and relax. Hey, watch it. No, let her go. You can't do this to her. You're hurting her. Stop. <sighs> if I was there, Rico, I'd be in jail. Because I would have started swinging at motherfuckers. You and me both, buddy. If we were there, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have allowed them to go. I don't know they were stopping this. You know? And I, I, I don't want to speak for you, buddy, but if there was no stopping it, I would have wanted to be there to, to give oh, another set of fists. Absolutely. I'll <sighs> fucking, I'll find a poison-ass fucking snake and throw it at them, those fucking motherfuckers. I would have gone to jail for this. Oh, yeah, dude. It'd be, end of the, it'd be the end of Potoskew, that's for sure. I would have gladly gone to jail yeah. for this. If we're going to go down, we're fucking <laughs> going down for the right goddamn reason. <laughs> yeah. The more yeah. I heard, the even more hysterical I became to get through to them. But by the time I did, it was only to see Kailata's eldest brother knocking Jojo to the ground whilst ripping her from Jojo's protective grasp and dragging Kailata into the house. Yeah. All the while, her hearing her terrified screams, calling out my name repeatedly, her cries for help falling on an entire crowd's deafened eardrums. Fuck all of you. All Fuck of you. all of you. I concur. You are all fucking accessories to a hate crime but not ours her dad mom and brother slamming their back door shut and halting any chance of us rescuing her for what we had foolishly believed was our well-orchestrated fast getaway jojo had managed to get back to her feet and while we both raced over to the door we began pounding on it demanding to be let in but it was futile we stared at each other me ready to concede defeat and just called the police to rescue our girl but it was then we heard a blood-curdling scream that startled everyone there and terrified Jojo and I. With one look, we were off running around the perimeter of the property trying to find a side door opening, open window with any anything. And without a single word spoken, we knew we had to get in there and rescue her. And judging by her now constant screams and cries for help and us, it was fast becoming a matter of life and death. I was phone in handy, ready to call the cops. Jay, I love you to death, and I know you were trying to. You should have made that call. You should have dialed that phone. I'm not. I'm not giving you shit. I'm not chastising you, but you should have hit send. You should. You should have made that call. I, CJ, you know. You know as well as I, they would never make it in time. You know that. Yeah, I. I know. It's just. I, I'm not, and that's why I'm saying I don't want Jay just to, to feel like I'm. I'm. No, but I'm not. Take it from me, like. <laughs> They never arrive when you need them to. When JoJo spotted a crack in a ratty wooden framed window, she grabbed an old esky nearby and began lining it up begin lining it up beneath the window and suddenly our Joe Joker became the bat, folks, as she became climbing her way her way in. 
What the fuck, JoJo? You're gonna get yourself killed. You can't, and you can't be an E like this. They'll call the cops on us, not on them. So what? It won't be the first time I've been arrested. It sure as shit won't be the last time either. There's a bed in here. Just land on it, and, it, and I'll catch you if you fall. There's no way I'm climbing through. But the second I heard Kailata scream and sob, I didn't hesitate scrambling and bouncing on this large esky. I'm guessing it's some kind of chair or something. I'm not sure what an esky is, and I don't care enough. Doesn't but, matter. Yeah. But I just, for the audience that might be hearing, yeah. Look, it's probably a fucking relative, okay? They just <laughs> knocked his ass to the ground and just stood on him. Fucking would have deserved it. Uh, uh, I didn't hesitate scrambling and balancing on this large esky before hoisting my way through a splendor-laden rickety frame with metal across the bottom, scraping and slicing and filling my boobage with splinters galore, carving up my tummy along the way before landing on the nearby bed with, with JoJo's helpful assist. Hearing the screams in closer proximity was even scarier now. Not knowing what would await us, I instinctually grabbed the first protective weaponry I could find, a cricket bat. Which, yeah, I I want to make the joke, but in the circumstances, like, mm. it, it, Yeah, time and place. Sitting propped up against a wall in the corner. I grabbed it and we took off, tearing through the house, following the increasing volume of screams and tears. Twisting and turning around empty corners, but light, luckily I had a vague blueprint layout of the house thanks to my memories of spending time there when we were together all those years ago. But at that point, I was completely following my gut and her screams. What I could make out was not in English, so I had no way of knowing what it was happening or what hate was being hurled at her, nor if she was safe or not. The longer it took us to find them, the more terrified I became of what we would when we did. We turned in what seemed what turned what seemed like the last corner in the house, and there at the end of the hallway, sobbing and screaming, was his mom. I stormed towards her, cricket bat in hand, and she lunged towards me to halt my charge, but she didn't stand a chance, and I couldn't hold and couldn't hold us both back and our cricket bat. We pushed past her as she continued to hurl tears and abuse at us as we arrived at the bathroom door. And for the rest of my life, I will be scarred by the sight that laid before me on the floor. Take a minute. Take a breath. Look, just fair warning. This has to be said because this is just one of many stories that are not being screamed loud enough. This is horrific. This is hateful. This is abuse. It happens where you least expect it. It happens everywhere. It needs to be known. Happens far too often. Yes. You know, not for nothing, Nancy would have fucked all these people up. <laughs> Nobody wants to see anyone in this in that circumstance, let alone someone you love and respect. For there, cover, cowering terrified on the floor in the corner was our beloved Kailata. Makeup smeared harshly from her face, lip cut wide open, her tear-filled mascara streaming down and staining her cheeks. Her beloved Colette Dinigan OG dress now torn to shreds and hoisted up around her waist. But the most painful, well, part was looking down and seeing Kyle, Kyle's penis staring back at us at all. The tuck tape used to pin it out of the way whilst wearing a dress had been violently ripped from such ultra-sensitive skin that it was now covered in blood. All the while, the brothers and father standing over the top of her, kicking, her, kicking into her waist, laughing and berating her in Italian. These fuckers are using Italian. They're going to their fucking roots to fuck. Yeah. 
I guarantee one of the words they used was probably Finocchio, which is a homophobic slur. And Kyle, we're, Kyle, we're sorry that you. I mean, it, I, Rico's telling yeah. the audience, but he's not condoning that. Trust it. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, you know us better than anything. At this I hope. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. In that moment, this I was. Is- Instantly reminded that horrible scene from the film The Boys Don't Cry based on the true story of Tina Brandon. She had two been accosted, forced into a bathroom, and assaulted. Now, those who know me well know I wouldn't harm a fly, but for one reason and one reason alone, my mates. I have sacrificed and risked my life many times to protect and save those I love. If anyone harms one hair on their heads, then my my Oz rage-fueled wrath and fury they shall incur. So without a moment's hesitation, that cra- <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't, I'm just imagining Jay because we 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 know Jay that well. I'm just imagining her with his cricket bat. I'm sorry. Um, that cricket bat hoisted up over my head as I now began out screaming at them all, "Get the fuck away from her now!" And I assure you, I'm not afraid to use this thing. Her mom began attempting to grab at it and me from behind. But JoJo pushed her away, ran in past me, and dropped to the floor beside a broken and battered Kailata. She grabbed a nearby bath towel to stop the bleeding and offer some decorum to her. I honestly can't remember a time in my life when I was more proud of JoJo. Seeing her over the top and offering cover and protection to Kailata from her attackers. You'd have been proud of her, guys. We both were. I continued. Yeah. I continued waving the bat around towards them, giving Jojo time to slowly get Kailata off the floor and out of there. I was the last one to escape, but as I did, I said, You know, it really didn't have to be this way. All she wanted was acceptance in your love. As the three of us bolted fr- through and from the house, their abuse, and they followed. But this time it was all in English. Only Our only focus was getting getting us all out and to safety and not so much at the fact of being branded deviants and told we were all demons and going straight to hell. And as Jojo later said, that's not the first time nor the last time I've heard that in my life either. (sighs) You know what? I even got to give Jojo credit for just throwing those one-liners out in the midst of this insanity of like, "Eh, okay, so so what? She's the Joe Joker. She's supposed to be fucking witty. Yeah. Listen, oh. I have a whole new level of respect for JoJo. I really, truly do. Can you imagine if I was there, like oh. able to retort back in Italian? Oh, and, fuck! And 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 actually, fucking like, like not for nothing, Jay. You are you're fucking JC Jones with the fucking cricket bat. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, uh, and, 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 and and we will and, say this. Yeah, Kailata, we accept and love you. Oh, that comes up because it comes up later. In this, but yes, okay. I, I, yeah, you're right, and I, I, we can't state it enough times, but yeah, it comes up later as well. And, and for what it's worth, Kyla, you have no idea, but Rico will vouch says, I have a disability. I'd probably get my ass kicked in that fight, and I still would have gone in fighting for you on that, because that's some bullshit. <sighs> okay. He means, he means a legit disability, not yeah. just being a podcaster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the time we reached the, th- the sanctuary of the car, the brothers' mates had shown up and were immediately drawn to Kailata's disheveled state, including blood-stained towel wrapped around her waist, and me now bleeding from the cuts across my boobs and stomach, soaking through my shirt. 
yet still carrying that trusty cricket bat, my heart racing frantically, and JoJo trying to bundle us into Kailata's car, her hands visibly shaking and splinter sliced also. She managed to open the back door, shoving both Kailata and I in, and bolted around to floor, floor it and get us the fuck out of there fast. At first, the mob were chuckling at the sight of us fleeing, but once they heard what we all what all the fuss was about, they too joined in on the taunting. As we drove away toward what we believed was safety, two carloads of hoons, I'm guessing that's like a, or maybe it's supposed to be goons and she typed it, I'm not sure, mm. but either way, got into their hotted up cars and began chasing us through heavily congested Sydney traffic. Poor Jojo was forced to speed her way through traffic lights and giveaway signals, dodging and weaving like a pro, as both cars would come up directly beside us, honking their horns, screaming obscenities and filthy abuse. And at one stage, even throwing half-empty beer cans and bottles at the car, cracking Kailata's back window and taillights. All the while, Kailata was curled up with me on the back seat, trembling and sobbing in my arms. And me wishing just once a cop car would appear right when we actually needed one. Yep. Especially as they began attempting to swerve us off the road and down an extremely deep embankment, leaving all three of us terrified and screaming. Where the fuck do I go, Joe? We can't take her home. They'll kill her right now. And we can't take her back to our place. They'll follow us there, too. My mind immediately returned to the location I had found sanctuary at many times through my life, and especially during my horny teenage days when seeking a sneaky hiding place to make out and root my boyfriends. Head to La Perouse uh, and Horny Hill. Okay, look, I know we're in a deep, serious story, but the fact that Jay went to a place called Horny Hill to root people is a little kind of funny. you got to give me that. Well, may, I mean, maybe it wasn't called Horny Hill. Maybe it was dubbed Horny Hill, and she told, like, JoJo, I, like, I dubbed the Horny Hill. This, maybe, so that but either way, way that's yeah. still pretty fucking funny. You get, in, I, it, in, in the really midst of this hit, craziness, that's kind of funny. Yeah, um, it's really hitting the fucking nose. Like, it just <laughs> happens to be called Horny Hill. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's all. We're not taking away from the seriousness of this, guys, but we have to have a little bit of fun here. How fucked would it be if it was like named after some dude who's like, like you know, Gerald Horny or something? He's just like, what the fuck? Like, you know, I saved Australia. You guys fuck here? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. As we were. All right. The national park there is closed, but I know where we can park. We'll, what we can hide there for a bit. And no one will find us. But you got to shake these guys off our tail first, Jojo. So Florida, darling. She turned, uh, she turned sharply down a side street as the other two cars were stuck at traffic lights. Their vulgar abuse, honking horns, and souped-up engines slowly quite, quite, I, I don't think this is a word. She's used it before, quieted, slowly quieted is the word I'm going to use, but I'm, I'm sure I'm getting the point right, and became a distant horror-filled memory. All three of us took our first deep breath since all this began, and JoJo continued to stay off the main streets as we managed to navigate our way to freedom and safety. As soon as we were certain we'd finally lost them, we quickly made a pit, a pit stop, grabbing some snacks and maccas, which is what we locals call McDonald's, before fleeing to our secret seaside escape. A lookout directly facing the calming ocean before we all got out, hugged, and cried some more. JoJo luckily had a couple of changes of clothes, a baggy pair of jeans, and a free-flowing shirt, a skirt. Uh, she presented both the kite. Sorry, she I, knows how to fucking prepare, man. Apparently, She's like, yeah. Like when you're stuck, you don't want to be released in jail with the same clothes. You got to have backup, or you don't want to do the walk of shame and then the clothes from the night before. Yeah. yeah. Um, she presented both to Ky both to Kailata, giving her the option which she'd be most comfy in. She chose the skirt. 
I chose her big fluffy jumper to remove my blood-stained shirt and bra. I was concerned about how much Kailata's penis was still bleeding, but she refused medical treatment, saying she'd been through enough humiliation for one day, and if it was worse in a day or two, she would go get help. The three of us climbed back into the back seat and curled up and cuddling together beneath a blanket whilst Kailata filled in the missing pieces of what transpired inside. She doesn't fill us in on that either, for what that's worth. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, None of our business. Yeah, nor, yeah. We we love yeah. sharing your story and supporting you, but I don't think I could take it emotionally. Not that yeah. you should have either, but that's, you know. Um, Anticipating a late return home, I'd luckily given double servings of dindins and dry food to all the cherubs. Otherwise, we'd have to risk life and limb to trek home and feed my fuzzy, hungry tribe. Instead, we bunkered down and listened to the radio and talked all night, napping on and off until what we'd hoped would be a cleansing, healing, and renewing sunrise. Sadly, no, pretty sunrise to heal our broken spirits and hearts. Merely ominous storm clouds above and angry, churned-up, white-capped waves crashing upon the rock pools and cliff edge below greeted us that morning. A ray of dawn's light peeked through our misery as an albeit brief but brightly colored rainbow appeared between the darkened clouds upon the horizon. The irony of that symbol not lost on any of us that morning, but it was also then I had a revelation. Hey, guess what? Only three hours till our DJ Xanthus party. We got to make a <laughs> dawn break for it. And if the fuckers turn up at my joint, then they'll meet my trusty security system. From one sporting bat to another, cricket, then softball. But both will hopefully instill some fear until the cops arrive. Now let's floor it. We got a party to get to. Thankfully, we all made it safely home to my place. Our hearts and spirits still shattered and broken. Kailata, now completely and irrevocably disowned, feeling ashamed, violated, and devastated, forced to flee in fear from all she'd ever known and those important to her. Had all this been just too high a price to pay? Should she just go back home groveling for their forgiveness? Continue the fabrication that they had been the catalyst to this repressive and explosive release from her shackles of falsehoods to begin with? All questions still weighing heavily upon her shoulders, not to mention flashbacks and trauma from the beating and abuse her brothers inflicted upon her. All whilst her dad stood by and allowed them to do it to her. Regardless of religious practices, race, or genders, assault is assault. Nobody should ever be demeaned, degraded, disrobed, and disrespected in such a vulgar and violent manner especially by those who claim to be her family. From amidst our collective heartbreak and fear and sadness and doubts, we began to lose ourselves in the profound healing power of great music from Potescu's resident DJ Xanthus. Entertaining us all, as always, with each gig, but it was the incredibly beautiful messages of love, support, and the embracing of Kailata as a fa- as family for exactly who she is became one of the most profound moments I'd ever been witness to. The sentiments that family is who and what you create and those who matter to you, whom you love and who love you back. And the blood isn't always the ties that bind us to those we call family. They and your kindness had a profoundly positive impact on us all. Even our toughest guts Jojo was brought to tears. It was a very, it was the very thing she and we needed to hear at that moment. I will never be able to thank you enough for them, sir. I was just telling the truth. It was, yeah, there was no need to thank us. You are. You're welcome here. 
anytime. Yeah. yeah. Anytime. Look, not for nothing. The Bay Area, where I live, will openly accept you. Absolutely. Not, not all places, but more places than what you're currently going through. Even even so, here in Jersey is becoming much more acceptive. So yeah. you 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 have you have allies in the states. And I know yeah. a few people that we know that if they knew your story, would have your back 1,000%. Easily. Yeah. We laughed and sang and briefly, briefly put the pain, both physical and emotional, we were all feeling that day aside. So many times during the past three years, my Potescu family has rescued me from my misery and sadness. But to see you have such a powerful impact, just with your kind words and love, family and, and inclusion is something I will truly never forget. As to the way in which both Steffi and Rico were patiently and lovingly consoling me through my tears the very next day during our Skypey group gas bag, I am eternally grateful and love you all. Something else I did that very next morning, realizing now this was all way over my head in previous experiences in life, I began to phone around and manage to locate a support group, specializing in connecting people that are just coming out and beginning their journeys of self-discovery with others that can share their wisdom, insight, and advice from their own personal experiences to the newbies. Services offer offering group therapy as well as one-on-one counseling and mentor, mentor support. At first, Kailata was wanted no part of it at all whatsoever, but after both JoJo and I dragged her to her first group meeting and she got to know and share her experiences with others, she now enjoys her time hanging out, even hooking up and sharing fashion and makeup tips with so many new mates she's made there. JoJo and I even spent some time with a counselor on how to be the best supportive mate she needs us to be for her. As she and we all navigate our way through these previously uncharted waters. What I was both shocked and saddened by most throughout it all was the kind of hatred, discrimination, and intolerance that still exists in certain pockets of our society, regardless of how woke people claim to be in 2021. Hopefully with time, acceptance, and the strength and courage of those brave enough to stand up and fight for their right to be themselves, then love and tolerance will emerge victorious in the end. With such supporting and loving mates... <laughs> With such supportive and loving mates like our Potescu family having Kailata's back and so many others struggling just as she has and 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 is even today, then together we can hopefully bridge the gap between old school ignorance and modern world wisdom and compassion. After all, love is love, right? If you could hand this long-winded rant over to our resident ranting bro, Rico, then I would be much appreciative, sir, after all we've had a party to attend, several in fact. Whew. You all right? Uh, it's, it was rough. It's a, it's a rough read. Yeah. And, and, and I, I don't mean to make it about me, because what, whatever, however hard it is for me to read it, it was obviously a thousand times harder for them and Kailata in specific to go through it. Like I, I, I'm not leveling my pain with what, what they went through in any way. It's, it's, it. I, I ache for them. I don't hurt because I'm yeah. upset. I, I ache for them, and for Kailata, you, madam, are wonderful, and fuck everybody that doesn't think so. Just fuck them. Hang out with us. Hang out with Jay. Hang out with JoJo and Cassie and Becca. Like. That's all you need. Family doesn't have to be 
you know, you come from an Italian background. Rico can speak to this. I can speak to this. We're both Italians. I by blood and same with Rico. I found my Italian family late. We come from huge fucking families. And you know what? If at the end of the day, all I had was Rico and Steph and Jay and Deb, I'd be good. I don't, you don't need dozens or hundreds of people to be family. You need people that care, support, and, 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 and don't give a shit if you want to be you. And, ugh, just. You're here, man. Off. You're here. It just pisses I... me off to, ugh. I, you know, I got to say this, Rico. I'm sorry. And then we'll get, well, I promise you guys, we'll get back to more fun. But I, I got to say this. You know, I, I, I'm fooled by the fact that, you know, in America, we're stuck with these these MAGA people and these people that are closed minded, and and I and, and I'm fooled into thinking it's an American problem, and it's and it's and the the rest of the world is more woke than we are, or more accepting, and and this is clearly a story of how wrong I am, you know, and it just. Ugh. My opinion is that bigotry of eighty method of it is universal it doesn't have a it doesn't have a universal language Mm-mm. it doesn't have a, a skin color doesn't, have, doesn't borders have or a, boundaries no nope. no it is it's and here's the thing is that it's that shit was taught you know yep. it's it's unfortunate that that is a learning curve that still is being practiced in this day and age and i don't want to hear anyone say oh well they're old-fashioned fuck you yeah (laughs) fuck you old-fashioned and racism or homophobia or transphobia or misogyny old-fashioned you know at this point it need that is no longer a valid excuse nope if someone who's old doesn't understand that what they're saying is considered racist and then they're and then it's explained to them hey grandma you can't say that that's now considered a you know a racist term and if the fucking grandma gets it and still uses the racist term guess what she's not old-fashioned she's a fucking racist yeah i'm so sick and tired of bigots and cruel people using their background and upbringing as an excuse. Here's the rub. Every single person who's done a racist thing or a homophobic thing or or whatever, a bigoted thing, they automatically say, I'm not racist. Yeah, well, what you're doing is racist. Mm-hmm. What you're doing is homophobic. What, Like, I have older brothers. If Joel and Alex did this shit to me, and they would never, ever do this shit to no, me. No, no. I, I have to clarify that. Yeah. If for some reason I want to be trans and blah, 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 and, and I was put in that horrific situation, my father would kill them both. And if my father wouldn't, my mother would. Yeah. My mother absolutely would. When I, I shared this story once before, I was harassed at a restaurant that I worked at when I was a minor. Both my brothers separately took me to the restaurant in their car and they said do you want me to go in and talk to this motherfucker kailata i'm so fucking sorry 
that you did not get the support and love that you deserved. That was your right as a human being, not as a trans person, not as a little brother or a little sister, but as a human fucking being. You deserve so much more and none of this hate. They are no longer your brothers. Mm-mm. You have to acknowledge that. We'll be Even your brothers. They... We'll... Yeah, we're, yeah, we're your fucking brothers now. Yeah. We're all Italian anyways. Yeah. And you um, know what? We're the, we're the good Dagos. <laughs> and I, last thing, and then we'll, we'll move on. But is if, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this episode of Podescu and you're hearing this story and you're hearing Kailata's story, first off, you have a place to come. You have a place to be. You have a place that you are welcome here. I don't care if it's your first episode or your 50th episode or your 100th episode of the, listening to this show. You are welcome here anytime you want, anytime you need anything to the best that we can provide it, whether it be laughs or just an ear to listen. We're, we're not financially flush, so that's off the table. But otherwise, if we can provide something to you, if if it's guidance or, or whatever... To the best of our ability, we are here for you. I don't care who you are. We are not... How do I phrase this? We are not professionals. No. But we are very good listeners. And if all you need is just a friendly ear, or us bullshitting and making you laugh, motherfucker, we will fucking do that for you. Yes. Doesn't doesn't matter. Part four. Party, party, Partay. I changed it to partay. We fucking need that after. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Jesus Christ. As with most of my reports, this is some late breaking and spoiler laden news I want to throw into the back end of this long winded as fuck Odyssey. Yeah, you put the odd in Odyssey. Yeah. I want to send you both my biggest congratulations for your spectacular victory against temporary foes on the trivia battlefield, yet loving Odd Pod's <laughs> brethren, because fuck you, that's why. Do, do you realize this story, the whole thing, this thing probably stretches over like four months at this point? Yeah. It's crazy. Go ahead. Um, you both fought with valor and courage, bringing home the win for our home team. We cheered, laughed, and played right along with you all. As I screamed at my phone, all those Kevin Smith answers, Smokey seemed to have a weed <laughs> wipeout with. Oh, that, that shit ain't going away anytime soon. Never, never, never. This mashup of my two favorite shows was a somewhere over the rainbow dream come true that I've had for years now. I squealed with delight when CJ correctly answered the question about where The Matrix has been filmed. Mm-hmm. You both did so brilliantly. CJ having that commanding lead right out of the gate, setting Potescue up for the victory early on. But it was Rico with his seemingly endless Fuck well her. of knowledge on so <laughs> Fuck you. I'm a lot... <laughs> I'll say, uh, don't fuck with these, CJ. I'll do it as Rickman. <laughs> I I have the power of the recording. I can turn off the recording, motherfucker. Uh, you want to end it on the last chapter, dude? Eh? You, yeah, yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> but it was Rico with his seemingly endless well of knowledge on so many genres and eras of cinema that brought it all home. 
had just pipped you at the post. In fact, Saw's B- uh, BFYTW boys, but Potaskew annihilated and wiped the floor with you guys. And as Potaskew's number one fan, I couldn't have been more ecstatic and so very proud of you both. We're all so excited for more trivia fun with Potaskew's newest mate, Seaman. And I promise I'll be sure to include a few more titles in my co- in my questions <laughs> you both may have actually heard of. Perhaps at some stage, you both may even wish to play a version of our local trivia game called Oz Quiz. It's quotes, slang words and phrases, wacky location names and funny facts about Oz. Just a thought, gents. I'm I'm down. We're going to yeah, fucking we're, fail we're gonna, miserably. We're going to be terrible it, but... at it, but sure. Yeah. Yeah, if you wanted, if it was going to be trivia questions about Oz, it'd be like, where was Dorothy born? Oh, well, fucking Kansas. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Each week has become a series of Potaskew-fueled piss-up parties at my joint of late. It begins with Hazapots on Rico's Reads, and straight after the first of two DJ Xanthus rock concerts, where the girls and I gather around and have a guess at what bands and songs we'll be treated to on this brilliantly titled Alphabets and Pieces. <laughs> we Rico, you get the credit the for that. You didn't want to title that. That was you. I, yep, Alphabets and Pieces. That's... that's uh, Look, you nurtured and raised that baby. I provide the fucking seed. True. Which Wait. is exactly per- perfectly metaphorical for like a man like contributing to the raising of a baby. Yeah, Just right. Like, yeah. I did my job. And I got you pregnant. Now nurture and breastfeed. Good luck, yeah. baby. <laughs> right. We adore the eclectic mix of tunage from varying genres and decades. You completely rock our worlds and we all love you, sir. Mm. Thank you. And then, and then there's our weekly getting vocal with Potaskew, which also has a special guest appearance by our Cape Musical Crusader. We all huddle around my screen, then with cocktails in hand, as both you and your varying funny and unpredictable lineup of guests and pop-ins entertain, delight, and make us laugh hysterically each week. We all cheer anytime fellow Potaskew family members mark. Jess, Smokey, Richie, or Seaman arrive. Oh, and Mark, your sisters down south all end up crying with laughter each time you gave you give us Aussie shit. Bring it on, sir. We love it. <laughs> I I don't recommend telling Mark to bring it because it only gets worse. But sure, you know what? Jay's prepped with a fucking cricket bat. Like she's she'll fucking <laughs> she will hit her mark. Oh, 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 then it's rock concert time about the next day with DJ Xanthus. My absolute faves would have to be Evanescence, Linkin Park, and of course, Metallica's S&M 1 and 2. All this on top of my Monday's Happy Place Potaskew episode. But there is one party held down under each year that has even more significance this year than most others. The Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras, Mm. the biggest party of the year down south, just shy of New Year's Eve. And this year's festivities was no different. After last year's debacle at the Mardi Gras parade, which you may remember. Oh, God, yes. I do remember that story. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. And my ordeal at spending hours attempting to traverse my way across Sydney to get back home safely. I had planned on sitting this year's festivities out 
and just stay home to watch it on TV. Thanks to COVID, the event has been moved from its usual parade route in front of giant crowds of thousands lining the streets and cheering to a giant arena where, for the first time ever, tickets were required to enter. Huh. But late that Arvo, JoJo came bursting through my door declaring, Get dressed, you're coming with us, Jay! I scored two of the hottest tickets in town for free, and you are not sitting this party out. After all, it's Kailana's first Mardi Gras time to get her wig, falsies, glitter, and sequins on. Fair enough. Speaking of, Jay, we need you to sew a few hundreds more of them onto this dress before we go. Are you kidding me, Jojo? I can't sew and get ready. Sure you can, it will help! I really am laying the Joker thick because I'm hoping that that was like, like, you know, it just tickles me that somewhere Mark Hamill said that sentence, you know? This is the <laughs> best I could do. As we sat around sewing, she began explaining how her boss had been given two VIP corporate and highly sought-after tickets to one of the hottest nightclubs in town. And what better place to hold a Mardi Gras event than on Sydney Harbor at the ironically named <laughs> Cockle Bay Wharf. Is that next to Horny Hill? <laughs> <laughs> the passes were for a group of four to the VIP section, and JoJo and Kailata were overjoyed. Me, I had another mission on my mind I wish to complete first. Would you like to Take a guess. Uh, um, sorry, I got held up on trying to come up with a funny pun for VIP. So, no, I, I don't have a guess. A bear hunt. Oh, dear. Hey, if we're heading that way anyway, can we stop by and attempt to track down Rico's bears from last year's Mardi Gras? Oh, my God. I forgot about those guys. <laughs> I'm dying to catch up with them. Thanks to COVID, most bars and clubs have been closed, but being this was the night the bears wander out of their dens from their <laughs> winter hibernation, I, seeking alcoholic bevies, bear cubs, and blowies. I forgot you had a fan club down there besides Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Kailata would join that fan club. If she, if she saw, I, I, they've seen Get Vocal, right? They've seen you, I, don't I know. think. I, well, oh, I no, think based the, based no, on no, the no, way Jay no. describes it, I think they've been there for a guy, for some good vocals. So right, but I I think the 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 bears in question, I think they saw Rico's rant, and they were fans of that. No, but that's what I'm saying. I wonder if Kailata is also a fan now, having seen you. Is what I'm saying. Well, I don't know. Yeah. yeah Jay. Okay. Yeah. Question. Another cue. Yeah. Uh. I thought this would be the best time to seek them out in their natural habitats. The cup pubs. The cup pups? Do you mean cub pups? Pubs? The cub pubs? I don't know. Another question. <laughs> Typo? So, <laughs> rim job? <laughs> <laughs> nice throwback. Uh, so it was agreed. One, First stop. Two, three. A one, a two, a three. Yeah, you don't, you don't know that Beavis and Butter thing. Which remind me. Whenever, whenever they would be on like a microphone, it would be like testicles, testicles. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're all there. I, I was right. I was. I was. Uh, she miswrote the cub pub. That's what it was. Gotcha. 
Goddamn autocorrect. We'll blame it on autocorrect, Jay. You're safe. Yep. The exact place we'd stumbled across them last year. Then it was onto the cock, in a manner of speaking. <laughs> they love the cock. Uh... When, when Kailana finally twirled and parade herself before us and her new bestie, my full-length mirror, she was glowing, literally. Feathers, sequins, and mountains of glitter. Not just on her, but all over my house. I'm still finding it to this day, and I've vacuumed so many times since then. But that shit gets everywhere. <laughs> Why do you think guys don't go to the strip clubs when they're cheating? Hmm. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I fucking hate glitter. Like, it's one of the most, like, it's like that inanimate object. You just it's soap coarse. It, off. it gets everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like glitter. It's coarse and it boo boo. It gets up in my boo boo bee boo. Uh, Anakin's least favorite movie is the movie Glitter with my Ryan Carey. <laughs> <laughs> That's what turned into the dark uh, side, dude. Oh, man. Even poor Finny Bear's fuzzies are still finding it somehow. I was so excited at the prospect of finally tracking down Rika's bears from last year. It was most definitely going to be the highlight of my evening. Me too, Jay. To tell them how delighted you were at having a cult following down south and to find out if they'd heard the episode or not. Most importantly, to finally get a pick for you of your bear cheer squad. And to also gift them with my beloved pink Potescue shirt that I'd fully intended to gift them with last year. Mm. But. Oh, no. When we arrived, I was heartbroken to discover the, the, the Cub Pub had shut down. Uh, yeah. Not unlike many establishments this past year, COVID and the lack of patrons had sealed its 100-year-old establishment's oh, fate. And it had been sucks. forced to officially close for good. We searched some bear-friendly bars nearby, but nothing. Minimally patronaged and devastatingly no bears in sight. Mm. Deflated and defeated. I couldn't keep Carlotta from her night to sparkle and shine any longer. So we trekked our way to Circular Quay. And it was a quick sunset ferry ride under the Harbor Bridge where we were escorted up to the entry. That sounds pretty awesome, though. I know you're not a water person, but riding the ferry under Sydney Bridge, that's got to be pretty fucking badass. I'm glad they had fun, based on the last fucking chapter, to be honest. Yeah, right. For sure. Um... Just as we were about to enter, a group of four guys, all looking as downtrodden and defeated as I felt, were standing off to the side nearby. Jojo, of course, went to chat to the posse of hotties who just happened to be standing around looking of very... Of course he did. <laughs> it turned out they too... Uh, they too thought they had VIP passes. Ones that they actually paid $2,000 for. Oh, and I bet they're counterfeits. In fact, but sadly, they've been snaked and their VIP entry passes were forgeries and worthless. Oh, that hurts. You don't feel any, you don't feel any better predicting that, do you? You're like, no. I'm right, damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Oh. Within minutes... Kailata and I noticed Joe Joker handing them something, and their eyes lit up instantly, almost as much as the harbor lights were lit up for the evening celebrations. They all came rushing over, throwing their arms around us and completely disregarding the social distancing protocols we've all been forced to adjust to this past year. I mean, that's 
I mean, I, at that point, fuck it, I guess, right? Like, well, I mean, you, I mean, not not to turn into a thing, but you heard about the the new rules here, right? In Jersey or in the U.S. Well, I know California is still like, hey, we're okay, but like everyone should still wear a mask, even well, if you've had vaccinations. But the CDC is saying that if you're fully vaccinated, you've gone through the whole incubation period, you're 100% safe now. You can. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, nobody seemed bothered by it that night as I was l- as I was later to witness inside. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. We thought our Mardi Gras was done for this year, but your girl here has just saved us. Upon hearing the shady way they'd been done over, JoJo had slipped them the second free pass she had. And in exchange, they would shout them and D, Kailata's date, for the evening. Drinks for the night. A decision they later regretted when they saw the cocktail prices and how much my girls can imbibe in one <laughs> evening of frivolity. We can, we're not even there and we can speak to that bullshit. <laughs> yep. Luckily, they were too plastered to know or care that much until they got their bill. That is. Did, did, did she say how much? Because I got to know. I don't think so. Jay, if, if you happen to know what that number is and you can share it, I am genuinely curious. So. Two thousand dollars. <laughs> that's that's where I went. Yeah, li- seriously, that's about where I went. By the time we entered post disappointing bear hunt and introductions being made with our new mates, the party inside was in full swing. We were escorted to the roped off VIP section, where we were offered a screaming orga- orgasm, the drink, and sadly, not a fuck. That's when we were formally seated at not a table but a bed. Do you, do you think if we took out like a GoFundMe to get Jay laid that it would would that would that get us kicked off of you know, like because we Jesus Christ she needs just wait buddy just wait <laughs> okay oh I'm 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 intrigued there were about twenty or so beds all lining the walls around the room instead of tables and chairs and the Art Deco similar to that which you would find in your bedroom at home which even had bedside tables to place your fancy and very expensive drinks upon. But it was these VIP beds everyone wanted a piece of. A few were already being used for what nature had intended for them to be used Oh, dear for. God. Hardcore begging. One party goer had already had too much pre-party fun and was sleeping it off. All Will's people drew all over him in lipstick and placed fairy lights on and around him. Quite obviously completely oblivious to any of the loud music, dancing, or all the rooting going on mere meters away. Being that my knee had been giving me trouble of late, it was amazing to get to be so comfy, knee elevated and resting, just as I would have been doing had I stayed at home. Jojo, Kailata, D, and their new mates immediately hit. The, uh, immediately hit the dance floor. And as always with those two, cocktails in hand. Meanwhile... I'd also made a new friend that evening, or so I thought. We established oh. that he and I were the only straight ones there that night, and he'd accompanied his coworkers as he was just in town a few weeks. Isn't JoJo we, straight technically, or is she bi? I guess I, I, dude, I don't fucking even know if JoJo's human. Like, <laughs> that's terrible. We just gave her a bunch of praise like twenty minutes ago. Look, she's a superhero. She's not human. <laughs> Okay. 
we immediately hit it off getting into how we ended up there that night, what we did, what we each did for a living, all while sitting on the sidelines watching as people were fast becoming completely smashed and in varying positions of rooting with, with or without a bed. Y'all know how to fucking party. I'm not going to lie. Right? I mean, shit, that, that would have never happened here. Like, that, that kind of stuff. I mean, maybe in the 80s. Maybe. Like, but in, like, secret and shit. Like, you wouldn't get a fucking, like, a, a ticket, you know? You'd get a ticket. As the night progressed, it became apparent to me that each time he would get up to leave to go to the bar or the dunny, he would slip back under the blanket closer and closer each time. And this fact was not lost on JoJo. As soon as he got up again, she came racing over to me like an excited teenager and stared at me with a myriad of questions. Well, Jay, I didn't expect you to be the one hooking up here tonight. Sorry, I didn't see that one coming. (laughs) After all, this is a gay nightclub, but good for you, darling. He's gay too, right? Uh, Actually, he's not, and he is kind of cute, I guess, but... JoJo's eyes lit up immediately. I knew you were taking on him. Way to go, Jay. There's always it's... a... Like, listen, can I can I interject here for a minute? I love Jay to death. You know I do. We both do. She's huge fan, huge friend, supporter the whole bit. There have been multiple dudes that I'm like, Jay, just fucking do it. And she's like, but there's always the but. Just fucking do it. I, I mean... I have to agree with you, buddy. Like, I mean, I mean, I I get that you have standards, and I respect that, and all those things. We, but what but... standards? You listen to us, bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you devote all your free time to us, like, honey. Give one fucking day off and get some dick. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. You need a serious root canal. I'm sorry. Leave it to the ultimate rancher to destroy my rant mid-sentence. <laughs> like... Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> Instead, she began to drunkenly and loudly sing at the top of her voice, Jay's finally getting laid tonight, over and over again. And yep, you guessed it. He'd heard every single word and i was mortified of course you were of course you were first off you went out in public with jojo (laughs) strike one Uh, that's it that's the only that's all i got that's the only strike yeah thanks for the new level of humiliation jojo appreciate it and with all (laughs) With that all too familiar evil cackle of hers. <laughs> oh, no, it's the uh, Jared Leto. Yeah. <laughs> the Sheagle. She was back on. T- she was back out onto the dance floor and sharing my moment of humiliation with the rest of the party group, including his mates. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm so sorry. For, jo- Jojo's well, the only the only wing woman that also cock blocks at the same time. Like, how seriously? <laughs> She you is simultaneously like, a wing woman and a cock blocker at the same. How do you do that? You are a winner and a loser in our book, Jojo. <laughs> you would you would be that person that would like go to a bar with Jay and then be like, "All right, so you see, all right, so you see my friend over there. <laughs> She's in desperate need for a root. 
However, she's got a disease. It's like, it's like you see what I'm saying? Like, you would just be, like, burying the fucking lead. Like, I have to respect you in the sense that you, like, you absolutely have no filter. If you're no. a smoker, the only filter you have is on your fucking smokes, is what I'm guessing. Oh, man. And I absolutely respect that. But goddamn, reel it in. Whatever you want. Just, if you want her to get laid, stop acting like a bitch. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let nature take its course. Oh, my sake. God. I don't know how she did it. <laughs> I'm so sorry for, well, for JoJo. I'm so embarrassed. Look, I didn't come here tonight with the intention of hooking up. That's her goal for the evening. Well, it's her goal for every evening. I was just enjoying shooting the shit with you. And shooting the what? Um, I think I just saw someone in that fetish in that uh into that fetish in the men's room. I can go see if they'd like an extra for their sex party going on up there if you'd like. So not only is this guy like trying to fuck Jay, but he's also a nimrod. Well, he yeah. thinks shooting the shit means some fucking scatological fucking. Well, I play. mean, if you look, if you look at the the surroundings, I can kind of. Yeah, yeah, but here's see, this is what the problem is with Aussie slang. Even the fucking Aussies don't know. Oh wait, he's not Australian. He's he's a tourist. That's well, the well, problem. no, no, no. We we don't know that he's not Aussie. We just know he's not Sydney. We don't know he's only in, all right. Yeah. Well, my point still fucking is valid. But you, wait, is 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 this our fault? Because I think I I think we taught her the term shooting the shit. So is this is this no, our fault? No, no, no. Kevin Kevin Smith had a whole thing called shooting the shit. Okay. Well, well. Still, is it our, as an American, fault? No, it's them as Australians who don't know how to fucking speak. Okay, fair enough. They make up fucking slang for fucking slang. <laughs> it's slangception. <laughs> Go. All right. Uh... Oh, God, no thanks. But he was joking, letting a little of the tension bubble deflate and my humiliation ease ever so slightly. He's still a Nimrod. <laughs> It's fine. My mates go out of their way to humiliate me on the reg, too. Let's just forget it and get back to what did you call it just now? Shooting the shit? Interesting term for it. Where did you hear that before? Oh, we might get an, we might get some explanation here. This will be fun. And so, my motor mouth began. Not in the way I'm sure he was looking forward <laughs> yeah. to, Jay. <laughs> he was looking for some num-nums. num 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 <laughs> First, it was Kevin Smith and a deep dive of his universe, which he had no clue about. Well, he he learned <laughs> a massive turnoff in my books, but a forgivable sin nonetheless. But it wasn't long before my favorite lower the whole... your standards, really. <laughs> I mean, she's got JoJo as a fucking friend. How much lower can she get? Okay, yeah, but how low can you go? And then she just points at JoJo. <laughs> we love you, JoJo. We still stand by we, that you are a fucking really hero. We really do. We really do. Uh... But y'all fucked up. But it wasn't long before my favorite subject in the whole wide world came up. Pot askew. Yeah, that's the only thing that came up. <laughs> Firstly, I began with my usual selling technique and telling him how you were two of the funniest cunts on the planet. Aww. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how I feel I, about that. Oh, accept it, buddy. Okay. Look, I've called you a cunt before. It's not, you know, it's hers is that's genuine. True. And, yeah, that's true. And loving. 
Then I told him all about your episodic deep dive discussions, my reports and love letters, then with how much I adore you both and the show. But at some stage at all, in all my gushing about Pontescu, I'd lost him. He was great. Yeah, <laughs> well, thank- motherfucker, if you're curious and you listen to this, joke's on you, motherfucker. Yeah. He was glancing all around the room, and it was obvious he couldn't wait to get the hell away from me. JoJo later told me they could both tell I was in my element and loving the convo, but my new mate was not at all. <laughs> so we cock-blocked her. Well, no, she cock-blocked herself with us. Eventually, he made a dunny dash, but after about 30 minutes, it was apparent he'd made other plans and had found other company to spend his evening with. Aww. What a douchebag. Noticing I was still on my own, glancing and searching around the crowded, chaotic room for him, JoJo came back over, now completely bombed from her freebie cocktails and barely able to stand upright, laughing hysterically. If you're looking for your date, he's making out some other chick near the woman's dunny. I'm sorry, darling. I guess you just cock-blocked yourself. Let me guess. You were gushing about CJ, Rico, and Potoskew again, huh? How many times I gotta tell you, Jay, you never mention other men when they're trying to score one. They're fragile creatures and easily scared off by competition, even from two dudes on a podcast half a world away. But I was just trying to drum up some new Aussie fans for the boys. I didn't mean to scare them off, but I told you before we got here, I wasn't looking for a route tonight. I didn't even want to come. But I did because... Jay, you're because never you... looking for a route. We love you to death, but you're never looking for a route. I, I mean... I, I, first off, there's so many things to unpack here. <laughs> Go ahead. Fucking... I... You know... if you Jay, if you want to get us fucking fans, aim for the gays. That way they're not competition for you. Yeah. And yeah. clearly they already fucking like me. <laughs> If they're straight, fuck them. Literally. If they're <laughs> not, them. recruit them. Right, there, there, there's the, there it is. It, it, here's, the, here's the slogan, you ready? If they're gay, recruit them. If they're straight, root them. Yay! <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you. Oh my god, it's Rika's Bears! They're on the TV at the arena parade! Throughout the evening. The club had been playing the live telecast from the parade, and I've been glancing up at the screen often, having flashbacks of my horror-filled evening the year prior, seeing floats like the Poof Doof and Cassie's beloved Dykes on Bikes going around a mostly empty, socially distanced, safe arena crowd. Don't. No, just moving on. (laughs) Uh, Distance safe arena crowd this time around, though, sadly. But there, proudly dancing and waving the cameras was Rika's Bears. Still as cute and cuddly as they were last year, seeing them kind of took some of the sting out of just being dished all because I rabbited on about my love for Pontescu. Jay, we fucking love you so much. for real. Uh... In hindsight, the way I see it, if he couldn't handle one night of it, how would he have coped with a lifetime of it on the daily? Who cares about lifetime? Get fucked. Oh, I. All right. All right. I, I, yeah, you're I, not looking for Mr. Right. You're looking for right this fucking minute. <laughs> Jesus. Between uh, the constant string of Potoskew piss-up parties, DJ Xanthus parties, Rico's reads, 
not to mention my constant replaying of my precious and priceless Podeskew podcast library that you've both created and blessed this world with, then he wasn't the right guy for me. Regardless of how cute he was, but I do have to admit, a root and boot to break my current long overdue draft would have really been great. But no man will ever come between me and my beloved Podeskew. Oh, Jay, priorities, lovely. Priorities. Like it's it's what look, first off, it's not gonna be one night. It's gonna be one minute. <laughs> Let's be honest. For both of you, because as long as it's been for her, probably won't yeah. I don't know if it works like that, but Oh, I think, I think it, it does. I think it does. That's not the situation this morning, but that's a whole other thing that I'll use to gross you out when you need it. Yeah, no. Um oh. And now it's time it's come to that time when you all head back up north to your warm summer nights as we bid you a fond farewell from down under. <laughs> Until next time, you all return to Oz. So, with the biggest of koala media free cuddles and <laughs> so very much love to you all, your number one fan, mate, and cunty koala spondent from Oz, Jay. Ugh. This has been a fucking roller coaster ride. Well, she warned us of that. It said that in the beginning. So I know, I know, I know. I'm still like, I'm still recovering. <laughs> <laughs> like I was at a theme park yesterday. I did not have nearly as much of a fucking like emotional like roller coaster as I did reading or hearing these stories. Uh, that's and, and and Jay, that's not a blame. Nope, that's a, that's a promise. <laughs> but look, in all seriousness, above all, we are grateful for the safety and love, and loyalty, and friendship that you all do for each other. Absolutely. And, and through us. JoJo, we give you a bunch of shit, but we know you don't want to put any of your friends in harm's way. And honestly, like I, I've been thinking about it, especially since reading that part earlier today to get ready, because like I said, I, I did read that earlier. You know, those events aside... Jojo, like, we both know that you've been there for Jay a lot in the last year for some other shit she's been through that we're not going to share. Nope. For That's that's her business if she chooses to share it. However, we know that you've been there through all of that for her as well. And and so mm -hmm. as much as we give you shit, we, you know, it it, it, it really comes from a place of, of love and respect. I mean, we... we, we it's it, it, the best way I can describe it is if we didn't like you, we wouldn't fuck with you as much. We would just it, we'd just ignore your existence. You know what I mean? Like, which is kind of how she totally fucking operates. Like, right. you know, she if she didn't love Jay or Kailata, she you know wouldn't fucking fuck with them. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So, but how about how about how about this, Jojo? Get a fucking gigolo for fucking Jay. Like, get I, a I I offered to help. <laughs> yeah. I, Financially, like I offered to send some money down, like yeah, a, a go fuck me page. Like we'll fucking you know, like find her a jagalo and and we'll fucking do what we can. Jojo, I got it. Jojo, start an OnlyFans and use all the money to help pay for Jay. Like do that. Like just jo something. I don't. I don't think Jojo has a cell phone. I don't know. I don't know. You want you know what's gonna happen? She's gonna use Jay's laptop. Yeah. Right. She's gonna use fucking Scooby, <laughs> and fucking Scooby's gonna get a whole bunch of fucking Scooby snacks that they were not expecting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you want to fucking? Uh, I. 
I. Good night, folks. CJ here with a few thank yous to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcast. Please don't forget to rate and comment. If you want to agree with or yell at us, you can do it live. That's right. Rico and I put ourselves on a weekly live stream called Getting Vocal with Potaskew every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific at getvocal.com slash Potaskew. That's www.getvokl.com slash Potaskew where we discuss various topics from past and present shows and even sometimes play games. If you can't or don't want to join us live, you can follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80. 80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. <laughs> Ha! Huh.